Flyover Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From his undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. is footage from a anti-Trump protest in Reno, Nevada in August. It is rumored to believe that the man you see in the pink shirt, pink NASA shirt and pink hat is Charles or Stephen Paddock, the Las Vegas, Nevada shooter. Now let's zoom in on his Now, he was also seen at in a couple of other videos. The problem with all these videos is the resolution, which makes it impossible to say if this is for sure him or not. Now, I was tipped off to this by a post that I read where someone said they were at this event and they saw this guy in a pink NASA uh, shirt and a pink NASA hat. Now, I don't know if that's true or not because I haven't there, but I'll show you the post. Flash it up in the screen. If you want to read it, pause it so I don't have to waste more time in the video. Now, this is a pretty serious matter. It shouldn't matter if we're conservative, liberal, Democrat, Republican, libertarian, independent, whatever. You get the point. We should all put our collective efforts together to try to find out if this guy in the pink shirt is indeed the Las Vegas shooter. And it's very easy to do this. I've been up the whole night, so I don't got any more time to do this. Search for the Reno, Nevada protests. They happened in August. I believe August 23rd. Search for it on Google. Look at news articles. Look through all the pictures that you see of, of these, the coverage of this protest. And look for that guy in the pink NASA shirt. Try to get a high-resolution picture. All I got are these videos. I've looked through a couple of these things. I've been doing this all night since it started. I'm getting tired. And I can't find a high-resolution picture. That's what we need to do. If we can find a high-resolution picture that some news company took without knowing about it that was there, we can prove or disprove that this guy is the man protesting Donald Trump in the pink shirt, NASA shirt, at these Reno, Nevada anti-Trump protests. And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It is the 5th of October, year of our Lord, 2017, and sadly by the intro, we've had another mass shooting in the United States of America. 
<clears throat> as I record the intro portion. This is the podcast I've been talking about um, for some time with Big Sis, who will land tonight, <clears throat> and we will record an excuse of their snorting and sniffing. I haven't taken my allergy pill in two days, and <clears throat> with my sister coming, I bought some flowers for her room, which happens to be the recording studio, and in the process of doing a florist job, which as an alpha male, I'm not good at it at all. <clears throat> I have had an allergic reaction like crazy. So I power chug some uh, allergy pills and I'll be a little snorty. But we'll be doing the bulk of this podcast on the 8th and releasing it in the evening on the 8th. And that will cover abortion, <clears throat> the South, and a very fun news and social media nuggets with Big Sis. And anything else Big Sis wants to do. Before we get to that, though, I wanted to cover the serious subjects that are going on ahead of time. Because <clears throat> as we know, if you've watched the show for some time, the left just can't help themselves. Bodies aren't even cold. And they begin ugliness and gun grabs. So <clears throat> I wanted to show that, catch up a little bit on the uh, NFL craziness and close this segment with a segment I'm going to record today, which is <clears throat> rantings of the better half. A uh, new segment will start because she said some very interesting things the other day and I want to start that new section. So I'm going to insert it <clears throat> at the end of news and social media nuggets. So to it off the bat, I think this pretty much sums up the duality, the intersectionality the left talks about, about everything. And this is from Kim Kelly. She goes by at Grim Kim on Twitter. I don't want a part of any gun control debate that doesn't include disarming the police. And I think it's very funny that right off the bat, that's what we're talking about. They want to disarm the police. They want to disarm the citizenry. They just want to disarm everybody. Silence free speech. And a lot, and I, I believe 2017 is a year that the left has reared its ugly head, which, you know, <clears throat> sadly, I always have the best for people. I hold the best for people that they're really not that un-American. But in the weeks leading up to this shooting, and as we'll see <clears throat> during this shooting, they want to silence free speech. And they want to restrict guns. So they want a rewrite of the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. Right off the bat, that's what they want. And <clears throat> some of this stuff is just horrible. As you heard on the intro, uh, I did a very brief section on the, the shooting itself. But I really don't want to hear that anymore. It's, it's very sad. And I also played a witness that said, A lady, which they have not found yet, <clears throat> told everybody they were going to die. And then what I saw on the internet, there's multiple videos, multiple different people on YouTube that have found Reno, Nevada anti-Trump protests, and Paddock is there. It's his face. Um, it's not just photoshopped. It's it's his face. He's wearing a pussy hat and the whole nine yards. So I, you know, as of this podcast and probably by Sunday, we still won't have a reason. But he either was radicalized politically, radicalized. Um, religiously, 
or he was radicalized mentally. Either way, this is really horrible. So Newsweek, and I think it's a good way to start this off. Remember, it's a white shooter in Las Vegas, but there was a black shooter in Tennessee. This is literally Newsweek's coverage of it. The Antioch church shooting has been overlooked because the suspect is black, according to alt-right conspiracies. No, it's not a conspiracy. It's a fact. NBC New York, note found a car of alleged Tennessee church shooter, talked about revenge for Charlton church shooting, officials say. And that's all the coverage we've had, because as we'll see through the Las Vegas, when it's anti-Trump people or revenge for any racial shooting that's ever happened, the left is gleeful. <clears throat> but there was one that you would think be the normal culprit in this. Sally Cohn literally tweeted the following. Praying for everyone in Las Vegas. Heartbreaking. Second tweet. Look, we don't know yet what motivated the shooter in Vegas. If it was political views, ideology, then it's terrorism by definition. But we should wait for facts as we should with any shooter regardless of race or religion. I was <clears throat> shocked by that. Um, I've gone back and there's been no ugly in there, which really shocks me. Because Michael Ian Black, right out of the gate, an actor, guns keep us safe. Smartass. There's numerous he did. David Simmons, today's Mark's first fresh day of being told now isn't the time to discuss gun control at the newest worst mass shoot killing in America. And, you know, everybody wants to talk gun control. It wasn't even the next morning we were talking gun control because when is the right time? And the media was saying it. Russell Simmons, I'm deeply saddened, blah, blah, blah. I'm keeping all the victims and their families in my prayer. Then I will also do everything in my power to get Congress to pass comprehensive gun control. <laughs> they love that word. Alyssa Milano, sensible gun control now. House GOP set to approve bill that can make mass shooting deadlier. Doesn't your children's safety mean more than your right to own weapons that can kill on mass scale? Fuck you, NRA. There's a lot of fuck you, NRA. Fuck you, white people. Fuck you, Trump supporters. Fuck you, GOP. Gay Patriot responded to her. Why do liberals use every tragedy to try to take away constitutional rights of self-defense from gays, women, and minorities? Alyssa Milano. Stop. Just stop. Then she tweeted a, a lie. Trump signs bill revoking Obama-era gun checks for people with mental illness. Dana Loesch. Incredibly misleading headline. All it did is give people due process during adjudication of mental health. That's all it did. We already went to this. No fly list. It's a sad day when the right's fighting for people's rights. <clears throat> Tom Arnold. Stephen Paddock is a terrorist. Trump signed a bill allowing mentally ill easier access to guns. NRA will sell more guns. Yeah, lie. Richard Dawkins. Dern, dern tootin', great shooting, cool dude, certain. He's Second Amendment rots. Hell yeah, every country has psychopaths. In the U.S., they have guns. Julianne Moore, today we mourn for Las Vegas, tomorrow we fight for them. Join the movement to end gun violence. Every town USA is fucking ghoulish. Because they had pictures of people cowering. It's not too early to talk about solutions to gun violence. It's too late. And they capitalized on this. Stephen Miller responded to them, tomorrow you guys didn't mourn for an hour. And he's right. Bonk politics. Question. No. Hashtag gun control now advocates answer. Why didn't gun control stop Las Vegas shootings since fully automatic weapons are illegal? 
Now, of course, it was a bump stock, which your humble host is going to say something that the left's going to love, the right's going to hate. It should be rolled into the 1934 automatic weapons bill. You shouldn't have it. There's no automatic weapons. If you want an automatic weapon, <clears throat> go apply for the level three license. It's very easy. Costs a lot of money. You get fingerprinted. I could do it, but I don't need an automatic weapon. I've already fired every automatic weapon in the arsenal. If I want to go do it, I'll just go to a gun range, pay for the ammo, rent the time, and go blow shit up. You can do that all over the place. Knob Creek comes to mind in Kentucky. I could go up there and fire 50 cal if I wanted to. <clears throat> so it, it's going to happen. But the left didn't know that at the time. So Hillary Clinton, grieving, da-da-da, cold-blooded massacre. The crowd fled at the sound of gunshots. Imagine the death of the shooter had silencer, which the NRA wants to make easier to get. Our grief is enough. We can't and must put politics aside. Stand up to the NRA and work together to try to stop this from happening again. Killing Kessler, actually, even with the silencer, is pretty loud. Air 15 would have a noise equivalent to a jackhammer. And I love the line, put politics aside. <clears throat> you guys didn't let the bodies cool when you went to politics. You went to politics the moment the first round was fired. Shannon Watts, big gun grabber. Today is the day we must talk about American gun violence crisis. Today, because last night in Las Vegas, more than 50 people were murdered. One picture of a girl crying has been used by every liberal on the planet. Elizabeth Warren, all the way through it. Tragedies in Las Vegas have happened too many times. We need to have a conversation about how to stop gun violence. We need it now. I love the fact that Stephen Miller called her out because she did two tweets and then she went to gun control. And Stephen Miller, once again, Elizabeth Warren, heart sickness lasted about a minute and a half. And that's what it took for her to type three different tweets. Two, think of the victims. Then she got to her point. Cal Penn, the actor, <clears throat> you know, Kumar and shit, but he worked for Obama. Americans killed on 9-11, 2,996. Days took Congress to authorize war. Three, Americans killed by guns in 2017, 11,652. Days in 2017, so far 275. A lot of stats. We'll get to a lot of stats that are wrong. I nailed quite a few people, especially Washington Post. My tweet's been retweeted like a hundred times now. Chelsea Handler, there's been more than 11,600 deaths. See, it's a theme. They all get together, get their Swatch watches or their Wonder Twins watches, and they just start spouting shit that they don't know. Um, AK Freeland, when will you do something about those thousands of inner city killings each year then? Because that's where it is. It's not the psychos, it's not the mass. There's 59 people killed a month in Chicago, if we want to talk stats. A month. Nobody gives a fuck about that. They say the GOP's racist, but I tend to always look over there at the left and go, what are you doing about blacks killing blacks? You don't seem to care. Catherine Clark, so-called leaders of the power to schedule a vote are too busy lining their pockets with gun lobby cash and those blood on their hands. Brady campaign. As usual, the NRA goes into hiding after a deadly mass shooting. 
Nick Short, gun control organizations using Las Vegas shooting to solicit donations. They posted this seven hours ago before we even knew the total dead. Big pictures. You see, that those are representatives that did these things. Seth Moulton, as after Orlando, I'll not be joining my colleagues in a moment of silence. He, he didn't even go on the floor. If they were black people, gay people, transgender people, he'd been there. The foo, because showing respect for the dead is so controversial. Then Ian Black is getting angry, middle of the day. The NRA is terrorist. There's no way other way to say it. Then a CBS exec goes into her thing. If they wouldn't do anything when children were murdered, I have no hope that the pug will ever do the right thing. I'm actually not even sympathetic because country music fans often are Republican gun toters. That I know of, she is the first to just outright say it. She was a legal exec for CBS. Now, my buddy John Gibson nailed this pretty succinctly. CBS is the gun network. You got SEALs, NCIS, the fucking Brave. There's more guns on CBS than there were in Paddock's houses in each episode. So how fucking much of a hypocrite do you have to be as a person that works there? I'm sure this Haley Geffman Gold didn't mind getting that fat paycheck from a company that propagates gun violence on their network every night. I got no problem with it. I own two ARs and two pistols, and I have no chance of going out and killing mass people. I already went to combat. But a lot of these people are cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, and they see anything. And as I will surmise by the end of this, as I feel this is just another GOP killing spree, that being he went after GOP people with his political persuasion, you people with your rhetoric, you people with your Trump hate, you people with your TV shows, mental illness is a motherfucker. It just takes a little thing to get people to do dumb shit. But CBS parted ways for what they say. This individual who was with us for approximately one year violated the standards of our company is no longer an employee of CBS. Reviews are expressed on the social media are deeply unacceptable, blah, blah, blah. But we agree with her. <clears throat> which I'm pretty sure they do. Lauren Duca, Trump and anyone who supports him should be considered hostile to American democracy. This was the night of the shooting. Lady Gaga, prayer is important, but Speaker Ryan real Donald Trump, blood is on the hands of those who have the power to legislate gun control act quickly. A lot of blood's on your hands. Then Pierce Morgan, the NRA is killing Americas, and Jessica Chastain tried to pump her movie, which fucking sucked, that was about the gun lobby. And she said, welcome to America. We'll, we'll wait six months for an x-ray. But hey, you can buy an AR in five minutes flat. Sean Agnew and half the world said, nice try pumping your shitty movie. But it doesn't take six months to get an x-ray. You can't buy an AR in 15 minutes. Mass casualty, watch my movie. Strike three, you're out. What a publicity whore. What a whore. And by the way, Jessica, you were in uh, Zero Dark Thirty, a movie that probably inspired hundreds of thousands of people to buy ARs. 
You didn't mind that paycheck. Then you were patriotic. Barbara Streisand, she went the silencer way. Ken Reed, less than 20% voted for him. If those people still support him, they are un-American enemies of the right and just and deserve the worst. Tariq Nasheed, terrorist Stephen Panic, being from Mesquite, Nevada, same place where armed white supremacists pointed guns on L.E., is not a coincidence. Really big push to make this a white supremacist. I think it's very funny because a lot of the black panderers went that route, heard implications on TV shows. Why would a white supremacist kill country music listeners? Because while you were going that route, everybody else is going, fuck them, they're white. Fuck them, they listen to custom music. Funk them, they're probably uh, Trump supporters. Funk them, they're probably repugs, as the CBS exec said. Lena Dunham, no way, no way not to politicize this tragedy. It's about gender and race, as well as access to guns, considering it random as comforting and dangerous. And that was the only one that went that route. It's about race. <laughs> At a country music. Yeah, he singled out women and black people. At a country music festival. Okay. Jimmy Fallon writer. <clears throat> the moment Jimmy Fallon, who I direct messaged and tweeted, ignored my tweet and direct message. I canceled his DVR recording and I no longer watch The Tonight Show. Light reminder that being president of the U.S. means nothing anymore. If you support Trump, you should have your children taken away. This is the day of the shooting. Kind of put those in every once in a while just to build the case because we're going to get to the ugly. Alt-lefty. Well, you know, I, I can't go into this unless I play a bumper. Fuck you, asshole. You asshole. This is why we can't have nice things. You asshole! Are you just an asshole? Is that it? Fuck you, you asshole! You ever hear the saying, you run into an asshole in the morning, you ran into an asshole. You run into assholes all day, you're the asshole. Fuck you, asshole. You! You are such an asshole! You dumb asshole! Asshole. Fucking asshole! Away from me, you asshole. He's an asshole. I don't know how you become this big of an asshole. And as I've said numerous times on the show, I don't know how the left got here. Um, they were in power for eight years. They had their perfect president. And I think all the lies they got from the media that the GOP will never win election again because demographics and white people are dying and blah, blah, blah. This loss to Trump has taken them to a place that, you know, it's not only un-American, it's unhealthy to hate people so much. But they do. Alt-lefty goes by George Sears 17. Let's kill Trump supporters. Then we can hang them from the streetlights. A shot of dough, or D, a shot of D. Shooting at country music festival in Las Vegas looks like revenge on those Trump supporters. Somebody responded, 100%, dude slayed, kill, 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 especially the white man with skulls. 
Puppy Custy, Curly, or Puppy Custy. It's hard to read. I hope they killed more than 25 supporters. Laugh out loud. That, those these are real. George Morelli, as soon as I heard it was a country music festival, I felt relief. White people shooting white people isn't terror. It's community outreach. Evu Devarney, the lone wolf, the local shooter, the gunman, any and everything but terrorist. Wonder why. George Avila, Stephen Paddock, the Las Vegas shooter, is consequence of the hatred that Donald Trump has awakened, not just in the U.S., but the entire world. No, see, that's revisionist history. That's the shit I talk about with progressives. They rewrite everything. By the end of the Obama, no, it was scandal-free. ISIS didn't exist under Obama. Putting fucking heads on pikes like a Game of Thrones episode. No, they didn't exist. The world wasn't evil before Donald Trump. Okay. BB19 goes by voice underscore BB underscore fan. It's country music, so they must be Trump supporters. It's karma for Puerto Rico, which I'm not even covering on the show. Just briefly about the mayor. I got to talk about her later. I am Cassie. My finding out it was Las Vegas country concerts, so they were probably all Trump supporters with a pic of Mariah Carey singing like she was happy. Her next tweet, I honestly want every single Trump supporter dead. This isn't a tweet for attention. If you support Trump, I want you six feet in the ground. Six feet in the ground. A school teacher. Lots of white Trump supporters in Las Vegas at Route 21 watching Jason Aldean pray only Trump tards die. She's a fucking grandma. She's there. I mean, a grandma grandma. She's like old as fuck over the grandchild as a profile picture on Twitter. She, once it got out and people found it and it started going viral because it was viral. I mean, I didn't like look for this one. She went by Anne hashtag, hashtag the resistance. She deleted her account. If she doesn't lose her job, I have no hope. For progressives. Because she works for schools. So then Fox started quoting. And every network had a care. Including CNN. Brooke Baldwin. Who was strikingly not political. For two days. I watched her for two days. She never said anything political. She interviewed survivors. They talked about how survivors were talking about the first responders, how heroic policemen, retired military, current military, who were using improvised stretchers of anything they could find and diverting people under fire. The only negative story I've ever seen about a vet that came out of there and people who were talking was about an internet guy, an ex-marine who does all the I want to be Matt Best 11X shit, and he ran. He went back and tried to help a couple people, and then he ran. And the world's dogging him because he acts like a badass Delta Force operator on his YouTube channel. But once he started getting out, and Fox just happened to be the first one to do it, but I saw it on CNN, I saw it on MSDNC. Remember, intersectionality. The first tweet I read, they want cops disarmed because cops are fucking racist to hunt black people and they hate white people who support Trump. 
The left got pissed. Jessica Valentine. That was quick. What a garbage thing to say. Fox. Garbage thing to say. It's garbage to say first responders are heroic. Calvin. And here we go. Fox is already connecting this to protests against police brutality. Absolutely disgusting. They have no shame. You do not politicize death to undermine an entire separate topic of racial injustice, dumb fucks, Twitter.com, Fox News. But you can politicize gun control. But don't talk about those brave cops. Don't. Shut your mouth. Don't freaking do it. Just don't do it. How dare you? Cops are fucking horrible. How did the left get here? How? Edward Maltabon, same thing. Humble TJ. Imagine making NFL players the bad guy after a fucking mass shooting. L-O-fucking-L. These people. And it goes on forever. They, well, somebody actually had the ball. Cat underscore guy underscore Steve. Let's not politicize the strategy by talking about gun control. Let's, instead, let's politicize it by criticizing the NFL. I mean, there's thousands, thousands of tweets. Don't you fucking dare say Ellie or brave. Motherfuckers. Anne Marie Cox. Man, imagine if the right believed in unfettered access to the ballot box as much as they believed in the right to own guns. That was another thread. Alex Griswold, which I didn't see before I responded to the same person. You need a photo idea to buy the gun, dipshit. Then Kirk Eichenwald lost his fucking mind. I compromise on gun control no more. All but handguns and hunting rifles should be outlaw. Here is my old belief, and he published some article. Jesse Kelly, the fatal flaw in this thinking ends with you standing on someone's doorstep demanding their guns. How do you think that ends, Rambo? But there is no compromise possible with lunatics who think the Constitution guarantees them rights or anything or that they need to be armed so they can murder American troops. There are un-American paranoid fools know what they to know what they they the polls the pools and cars kill more people line is stupid Dana Loesch, because pools and cars are made from other purposes a mac 10 made for one purpose to shoot as many people as possible as fast as possible pools and cars and feet were only intended to maim and kill you might have a point mac 10s any functional purpose other than killing as fast as possible you might have a point don't tell me owners want them for sport if so lock them up at the shooting range otherwise they're intended for murder and something they can do blah 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 then dana loach just said just you just like to read yourself tweet idiotically oversimplifies spin of a larger discussion on stats you lack sincerity. He then, and I'm not reading them, 20 tweet tirade towards Dana Loesch. Then Ben Birkin, remember that name, he works for the New York Times, he's a fucking editor of the New York Times. Fuck you. Dana Loesch, then, at Dana Loesch, you fucking suck. Her response to everybody who did it, which are thousands, thousands, God bless you. To him, it was New York Times, or to whoever the person is. 
Hammy brought up a very important point. He goes by E2 Pilots. Going to need a judge ruling here. Will Twitter support suspend Ben here for this, or is it okay because he's a liberal? Alexander Muse, you're such a wordsmith. Your overlords in New York Times would be proud. He then said, fuck you guys. By the end, this guy, a editor for the New York Times, fuck your family, fuck you, fuck your mother, fuck your dog, fuck the NRA. But that's okay, he's a liberal. If I tell somebody, I've said you guys fucking suck and the tweet's been deleted by Twitter. And I've been blocked. Yeah. Brandon Darby, a Breibart editor. I'm still shocked that someone could be this evil. I can't imagine someone doing this. Difficult to process. These are the responses he's got. It's mental illness. Trump has it too. That's why you don't want to call it what it is. Because, once again, you know, fuck it. Fuck it. Everything's about Trump. And to show you the Dana Loches, these are the tweets. Hope you find yourself one day in the middle of a mass shooting. Maybe someone will die in front of you. It might just change your mind. You should be glad more people do not own guns because, believe me, you would be toast. Kill yourself, you murderous cunt. I hope karma visits you and you're kind soon. You should be shot. These are all individual tweets. Dear GD, please let next gun massacre happen at NRA headquarters when Dana Loesch is visiting them to collect her blood money. Thanks. Oh, bitch, you tried it. Your job is to turn on neo-Nazis and get them to buy guns, but we need to be tempered. Please choke. African-American man, that's not sexist somehow. Most of these are men, by the way. Bevington Hadishi, James Jordan, V. I Am Reason, that's a dude, Daniel Villalobos, David Williams, and then J.P. Moppin. I wouldn't be upset if someone decided to shoot Dana Loesch in the face if she understood the dangers of guns. Kathleen, you are complicit in every gun death since your disgusting NRA encouraged violence against innocent, peaceful protesters. You evil bitch. Werewolf Corsiera at Scott Sine, a guy. Go fist yourself. MK Future is female at Sassy Mastermick. You're pure evil, you disgusting asshole, you're not heartbroken, you're giddy at the thought of gun sales spiking this morning. Fuck you. You murder children, you will burn in hell. That's a guy. Space face. Robert Tursky, fuck you, irresponsible cunt. I can read a bunch more. I'll just read one more. Fuck Trump. Fuck the GOP. Fuck Dana Loesch. Fuck the NRA. They are all responsible and they have blood on their hands. Fuck them all. But that's okay. She's a conservative woman. Nobody said it to me, and I, I, I'm an NRA member. I feel left out. J.R. Saltzman, I literally get death threats on Twitter from people who dislike my opinions, but they think my guns are the problem. Maybe chill your hate. And then for a moment, a Zen in the middle, Eric Erickson, who I don't like. I don't, I don't like it. I don't go to his website. Uh, Red States, I don't, or Steve's, whatever the fuck, what, what the fuck called Red States? It's Red States. 
When there is a mass shooting and the shooter's Muslim, the right starts talking terrorism, the left insists it's, it's too soon. When it's a white guy, the left starts talking gun control and the right insists it's too soon. I don't care. We are not going to stop talk, talking politics and people are going to politicize everything. What I do notice is that we all tend to turn to the things we believe the most in times of tragedy. Conservatives tend to first go to God and liberals tend to first go to government. But when it's frustrating about the gun issues that so many people opposed to gun rights have taken no time to understand them. People opposed to gun laws just make crap up. It's easier to buy a gun than vote. No, it isn't. You want to have conversation about new gun laws, at least be honest about <clears throat> what there is now and whether a new one would stop stuff. And unfortunately, desire to just do something rare actually accomplishes anything other than burdening people. But the fact is, gun right activists can point to an explicit constitutional provision and abortion activists cannot. So if you want to push gun laws and gun regulations, don't ignore that a constitutional amendment is a necessity for real restriction. Lastly, given the utter bizarreness of this particular shooting and how much doesn't fit, this one might actually be a good one to wait before talking politics, policy and politics. Lots of unknowns outstanding. That's a moment of zen. Because he's right. We have a million gun laws. They're not going to change anything. All you had to do, the, the only thing you can do about this is roll the bump stock into the 1934 Gun Control Act. That's all you can do. It's a workaround. There's others, people that are gun rights nuts that are like the left in my eyes and just don't see that there has to be some compromise. Go crazy and say, well, there's other ones. Yeah, sure there are. But this is this was designed specifically so you don't have to pull the trigger. For those who don't know, it actually catches the trigger, so the recoil of the weapon allows it to fire automatic. That's why it sounded more like an M16 or M60 than an AR, because it's got a weird cyclic sound. It's not consistent. It's not timed. It's a recoil that's firing it. We used to sell them where I worked. It's a workaround. But I also take the side of those that talk about it. You know, uh, one guy does something horrible. There's there's hundreds of thousands of these fucking things probably. They're cheap models for 99 bucks, like the media keeps saying. But the actual one is 299 bucks. It's pretty expensive. And people aren't running around the streets using them. San Bernardino didn't use them. So it's not like everybody even knew what the fuck they were. Every liberal on the planet, every media person didn't even have a fucking clue what it was. Until it broke. Then they all became gun experts. The Hill, Scalise shooting didn't change my views on gun control. As you can expect, the left lost it. So he's a total dumbass. No fucking hope from them. None. The first thing we should be thinking about is praying for the people. Tyler Goebel, look at that. He's still a piece of shit. Then we get to the media. Um, the media was just fucking horrible. Brian Seltzer, maybe news outlets should wait for a shred of evidence before passing along a publicity-seeking group's claim of responsibility. Because he was pissed off about ISIS. And that was the AP. They're just reporting the news. That's what you're supposed to be doing over there on Reliable Sources, talking about the fucking news, you shill. 
Judd Legum, in response to the deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history, lawmakers offer thoughts and prayers. And then he dogs them over there at Think Progress. I'm not going to read his diatribe. I really don't care. But within the diatribe, he dogged Trump for saying my warmest condolences and sympathies. Because everybody in here, everybody on the networks, wanted Obama again. Somehow Obama going down and singing Amazing Fucking Grace was going to change shit. So as they were dogging him for that tweet, I went to Barack Obama's Twitter account. Michelle and I are praying for the victims of Las Vegas. Our thoughts are with their families and everyone enduring another senseless tragedy. But they, Judge Legum, you didn't bring you didn't bring your wrath on him. But that doesn't surprise me. Then there's the moron media. There's no rationale for automatic weapons for sale. None. Republicans have let the country down on this bought and sold by the gun lobby. Kurt Schilster. So I'm up to disarm. How about you? Andy Zeisler. This is what right privilege looks like. And WAPO put the heading Las Vegas gunman Stephen Paddock enjoyed gambling, country music, lived quiet life before massacre. So the article I got this for, see what the Washington Post did there? They tried to normalize the lead shooter Stephen Paddock by reporting that he was just a normal white guy. And then Andy Zeisler just lost it. White privilege is why the media portrays a mass murderer as a quiet country music fan when they would never do that with a non-white person. And a shitload of reporters... What do white people do to be labeled a terrorist? Because they were really upset that they didn't call him a terrorist. NBC Global Editor Cal Perry, been a journal for a while now, and has become impossible to report just facts about gun violence. The fact is, America needs gun control. Eric Infotech. Actually, as a journalist, you should realize that's actually an opinion. An opinion. Sean Davis, most journalists are clueless when it comes to American gun laws. Here are the actual facts. But they didn't care. They didn't care. Nobody wanted facts in this. So many reporters said, why does somebody have an automatic weapon? Then when they found out that it was an automatic weapon, they didn't say, oh, I'm my bad, it's not that. They said, why does anybody have a fucking side fire or a bump stock? Lydia Polgren, reporter. It's completely legal to walk around Las Vegas with a machine gun. (laughs) Only fucking lie. But why do we care? They haven't cared since Trump got elected about facts. There's nobody fact checking any of this. Snopes. WAPO, fact board, will be doing shit. Newsweek, Barack Obama cried after Sandy Hook massacre. Donald Trump had warm condolences. So he's a piece of shit because he didn't cry. Jennifer Williams, white American men are a bigger domestic terrorist threat than Muslim foreigners. This is when we start getting into faulty statistics. She's from Vox. She ran up a bunch of numbers, excluding 9-11. 
Western Warload goes at no slack delta. Nowhere even close to the truth, but don't let that ruin the desperate anti-white narrative from the less, less leftist Muslim convert. She's a white female who converted. Andrea Ruth. Oh my God, Morning Joe is hitting stupid hard this morning. I watched this. I watched this live. And this is what Joe said. There's only one reason for people to believe, have these weapons in their hands, Scarborough said. Only one reason, and it's only one. But they will not say it in a radio debate or TV debate. It's because they think the government is coming to get them, and they want to have stockpile weapons, and so it's to kill American soldiers or members of the American government. And they went on a whole different rant. Whole different rant about nobody needs a gun. Because now, once again, he puts his dick in Mika. He's a liberal. He's no longer a conservative. The moment his penis got in there, he's just a jackass. Just a jackass. And I'm astounded. I, I, I could watch CNN. And I did. I could watch it. I could not watch MSDNC. It was just impossible to watch MSDNC. It was outright horrible. Just horrible. Jay Caruso summed it up. So Morning Joe has descended into a circle jerk of inanity. All of them. Geist, Peggy Noonan, Barnacle. They just all lost their head. Then the New Republic. They finally said what the left wants. It's time to ban guns. Yes, all of them. From the article, ban guns, all guns. Get rid of guns in homes and on the streets and as much as possible on the police. There it is, intersectionality. Not just because of San Bernardino or whichever mass shooting may pop up next, but also not because of those. Don't sort the population of those who might do something evil or foolish or self-destructive with a gun and those who surely not. As if this could be known, as if it could be assessed without massing, massively violating civil liberties and stigmatizing the mentally ill. Ban guns. Not just gun violence. Not just certain guns. Not just already technically illegal guns. All of them. Daniel, Democrats, in the wake of Las Vegas Vegas shooting, we need to enact our entire agenda ASAP. Anyone opposes it is accomplice to the shooter. The things people were saying to anybody who didn't toe the line was just that. Stephen Miller, almost like Dems are exploiting mass casualties to push opposition to a bill that had nothing to do with it. Oh my God, the NRA is spending millions on candidates. Which cued me to Kyle Griffin. Thank you, Stephen Miller. Since 1998, the NRA has donated $3,555,194 to current members of Congress. Find out here who has received the most. Then the Politico, because he's for WAPO, New York Times, NBC, MSDNC, every major fucking god darn person, other than Jake Tapper, which surprised me, parroted this. Now, Sean Davis instantly went back, a whopping 190,000 a year spread out over 400 plus races. Planned Parenthood spent 38 million just last year, which is true. But that's apples and oranges. Planned Parenthood has multiple organizations. 
He then said it takes a special camp brand of DC stupid insinuate 3.5 million over 20 years is a game changing when last year's candidate spent 6.8 billion. Matthew Stinton, you can frame it as blood money, but 10K is meaningless when Grassley gets 3 million from business alone and 1 million from all ideological lobbying. Somebody said the truth. The NRA isn't about money. The NRA is actually pooling votes, getting people to go in and vote. Which really, when you, you think about it, Planned Parenthood, that's really their magic. They give way more money, as we'll see in a few seconds. But they pool people. They get people to go vote over lies. Like they own 3% of their business is abortion, which is a fucking lie. It's just a lie. Their moneymaker's abortion. Yasher Ali, a liberal, is exactly right. Money is not the driving factor. There is much rich, bigger donors. If it was up to money, Bloomberg has way more money than NRA will ever have. Ever have. Ever. So, understand, I went out... And I broke it down. And I went from 98 all the way to 2016, my friends. 98 to 2016. And I want you to know, Plan Parenthood vote. 4.7 million. Just one portion. Planned Parenthood vote. 4.7 million. Nobody refuted any of this bullshit. Nobody. Because, once again, the media wants to pull guns. Four different articles surfaced this week about Australia. They didn't say they have more mass shootings after banning guns, but they talked about how everything's so great since they took away everybody's gun. Nobody said that Planned Parenthood, last year alone, aborted a million babies. Planned Parent USA did 1,096,000, as I say all the time, with contraceptive emergency fucking contraception kits and the 328,000 abortions. But 59 people get killed in Las Vegas. The NRA is the devil. So saith the media. We'll break down the statistics in our abortion segment. But understand, Bloomberg alone in 2016 donated 60 fucking some odd million dollars of his personal money to the anti-gun lobby. His personal money. So the NRA is a drop in the fucking bucket. But if that wasn't enough, WAPO and Los Angeles Time went to the next level of intersectionality. We've been talking about the First Amendment and making it pretty much conservative thought as hate speech. With all the different articles we've covered about what isn't covered under the First Amendment. Like... Nancy Pelosi said, you can't go in a theater and cry wolf. Yeah. Okay. 
LA Times, Second Amendment is 145 characters. How would you rewrite it? Opinion, five extra words that can make and fix the Second Amendment. A well-regulated militia, which is it, ambiguous, arms, and in their opinion, only the military has them. WAPO followed suit. Opinion, the five extra words that can fix the Second Amendment. And they ran another article, just like it. This was the day of, uh, day after the shooting. Matt Saban summed up my th- things. Five words for the MSM. Put a sock in it. <laughs> Which I concur with. Then USA Today. Oh, excuse me. Market Watch. An actual reporter. The NRA is a domestic terrorist organization. If they disagree, let them sue me. His article, time for normal gun owners to decide whether they're loyal, where their loyalty lies with the NRA or the USA. The NRA worked hard to keep spreading lies, hatred, and stupidity, writes Brett Ahrens. The truth is that most liberals don't care about your hunting gun or the family shotgun. From the peace, as long as normal gun owners keep paying the NRA money and drinking their Kool-Aid and politicians in Washington keep taking them seriously, these massacres will keep continuing. It's time for normal gun owners to decide where their loyalties lie with the NRA or the USA. He then tweeted, you either support gun control or you support another Las Vegas and another and another. Somebody gave the best response I could see. This is a stupid comment. No responsible gun owner supports what happened. Laws are in place, yet he illegally made the guns automatic. Here's my thing, liberals. In Oregon, you ranted about a anti-Semitic, racist, I can't remember, knife attack on your rail system. You went about that forever because of racism. You omitted he used a knife. Criminals don't follow the law. If he's willing to make his gun illegal and automatic, what makes you think you coming up with no guns is going to fix that? How many ARs do you think there are in America? And how many do you think you can go door to door and take back? The only ones you're going to get are the law-abiding citizens. They'll give them back. The criminals won't. Considering Chicago comprises of 59 murders a month, all with guns from out of state, or out of Chicago, because Chicago is impossible to have a gun, and is the hardest gun laws in the country, why do you think this logic makes sense? And that's that's the problem. That's the extreme you go to. I mean, I understand that in the hate of Trump, it's all cool to say, fuck those white people dying. Fuck those country music Trump supporter repugs, as the CBS exec did. But to think that you, we're just going to take all the guns, because we don't like guns. We don't understand guns. We don't understand why somebody should have a gun. And we're scared of them. 
My response to a lot of these people are, was, as you hate other Americans, we have numerous instances that keep repeating of political shooting, which in my heart of hearts, this is what this is. Because that video is him at an anti-Trump rally. And the target is preferred conservative, even though not everybody there is conservative, because I don't paint any musical group. I listen to rap, and I would never be a gangbanger type guy, or considered even remotely like an African American, nor would I be a liberal. And that's what that music is considered in our world. But the target was conservatives, Trump supporters, red stain America. It's pretty obvious he wasn't a white supremacist. White supremacists don't shoot white people. But these illegal people, to get back on point, they're going to continue to be illegal. And as you go to these extremes, it doesn't make sense. You just look extreme. You want to put your will on other people. You want to push your ideology on other people. The facts still remain the same, my friend. There is no constitutionality, even in the 14th Amendment, for fucking abortion. Our framers never thought of that. And being we have the most abortions in the goddamn world, the world doesn't even think about what you think is legal. But you're going to take a constitutional amendment and say we need to rewrite it, abolish it, and confiscate law-abiding citizens' guns. And that's uber extreme. To me, that's more extreme than somebody standing up and going, well, if I do the right paperwork... I should be able to have an automatic weapon. Even though I don't agree with that thinking, that's not extreme. That's within the law. There are provisions that you can get that with the background check, fingerprinting. I mean, it's deep dive and a lot of money. I could do it if I wanted. Have no criminal record. That's extreme, folks. You're just fucking extreme. So, to the sound bites, it's rather long. Press briefing sounded like lobbyist for any town. Brian Williams literally stating, is the GOP not sad enough about dead kids? Jimmy Kimmel, who's now an expert on everything on the planet, since he works with Schumer, outright blaming the GOP and the NRA. Three different segments of gun control on MSDNC where Tom Brokaw comes in and acts like a dickhead. NBC was the only people that criticized his speech because he didn't act like the dear leader. ABC blaming the GOP and the NRA. You talked about how now is not the time to get into a gun control debate or to talk about policy. After the Orlando shooting, the president that day was out on Twitter talking about policy. He was talking about his travel ban. So when, for example, Senator Chris Murphy says it's time for Congress to get off its ass and do something, does the president agree? Actually, I, I do want to ask, because before last night's massacre, a bill was advancing through the House. Uh, Republicans cleared it through the House Committee on Natural Resources that would, among other things, make it easier for people to buy silencers. Hillary Clinton tweeted about it this morning. She said that uh, 
Imagine the deaths in Las Vegas if the shooter had a silencer, which the NRA wants to make easier to get. Does the White House have a position on, on this particular piece of legislation? Why don't we act? What, uh, what is the problem? What was it about first graders losing their lives that wasn't sad enough to result in changes? The grip, in fact, stranglehold of the NRA and other special interests on the congressional process has undermined our efforts, in fact, blocked them. When do you believe the American people will have had enough, enough to push back against the edges of the Second Amendment argument, uh, enough to say we can live under the Second Amendment, but there should be limits? I'm a law enforcer by training and career. I believe in the Second Amendment because it's the law of the land. But those common sense measures would in no way infringe on any constitutional rights. And the majority, the vast majority, more than 80 or 90 percent, believe that we ought to have background checks to keep these weapons out of the hands of dangerous people. Well, hello, everyone. <laughs> uh, here we are again in the aftermath of another uh Terrible, inexplicable, shocking and painful tragedy, this time in Las Vegas, which happens to be my hometown and Cleto's hometown, Cleto Sr.'s hometown. And uh, as you know, at least 59 people are dead. Hundreds of people were wounded in what they say was the deadliest mass shooting in modern American history, coming about a year and a half after the previous deadliest mass shooting in modern American history in Orlando, where 49 people lost their lives and uh, of course, we pray for the victims and for their families and friends, and we wonder why, even though there's probably no way to ever know why a human being would do something like this to other human beings who are at a concert, having fun and listening to music. Jason Aldean was on stage. Luke Combs, who was here with us tonight, he played the show, too, and obviously no one could have ever expected that something terrible would happen, but it did a very sick person smuggled 17 guns into his hotel room and smashed out the windows, started firing indiscriminately from the 32nd floor into a crowd of 22,000 people across the street. And as a result of that, uh, this morning, we have children without parents and fathers without sons, mothers without daughters. We lost two police officers. We lost a nurse from Tennessee a special ed teacher from a local school here in Manhattan Beach. And um, it's the kind of thing that it, it makes you want to throw up or, or give up. It's too much to even process. All these devastated families who now have to live with this pain forever because one person with a violent and insane voice in his head managed to stockpile a, connection of, a collection of high-powered rifles and use them to shoot people. Um, the guy was an accountant. He had no criminal record. His brother, who lives in Florida, seems t totally shocked, genuinely dumbfounded. He said he saw no sign of any of this. The owner of the store that sold the killer some of the rifles said he passed the government-mandated background check when he was in the store. He wasn't on any watch list. Didn't seem to have been a religious or political extremist. Came out of nowhere. And uh, because of that, because there weren't any of the usual signs, uh, you know, I've been reading comments from people who say this is terrible, but there's nothing we can do about it. But I disagree with that uh, intensely because, of course, there's something we can do about it. There are a lot of things we can do about it, but we don't, which is interesting because when someone with a 
uh, beard attacks us, we tap phones, we invoke travel bans, we build walls, we take every possible precaution to make sure it doesn't happen again. But when an American buys a gun and kills other Americans, then there's nothing we can do about that. And uh, Second Amendment, I guess, uh, our forefathers wanted us to have AK-47s, uh, is the argument, uh, I assume. Orlando, Newtown, Aurora, San Bernardino, every one of these shootings, the murder used automatic or semi-automatic rifles, which are not weapons you use for self-defense. They're weapons designed to kill large numbers of people in the shortest possible amount of time. And this guy reportedly had 10 of them in his room, apparently legally. At least some of them were there legally. Why is that allowed? I don't know why our so-called leaders continue to allow this to happen. Or maybe a better question, why do we continue to let them to allow it to happen? Five people got shot in Lawrence, Kansas last night. Three of them died. It didn't even make a blip because this is just a regular part of our lives now. And um, you know what will happen. We'll pray for Las Vegas. Some of us will get motivated. Some of us won't get motivated. The bills will be written. They'll be watered down. They'll fail. The NRA will smother it all with money. And over time, we'll get distracted. We'll move on to the next thing. And then it will happen again and again. And last night, the White House Press Secretary, Sarah Sanders, said this is not the time. Or actually, it was today, this morning. She said it was not the time for political debate. And... Um, I don't know. We have 59 innocent people dead. It wasn't their time either. So I think now is the time for political debate. President Trump is visiting Las Vegas on Wednesday. He spoke this morning. He said he's praying for those who lost their lives. You know, in February, he also signed a bill that made it easier for people with severe mental illness to buy guns legally. The Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, the Speaker of the House Paul Ryan, a number of other lawmakers who won't do anything about this because the NRA has their balls in a money clip, also sent their thoughts and their prayers today which uh, is, is good. They should be praying. They should be praying for God to forgive them for letting the gun lobby, lobby run this country because it is, uh, it, it's so crazy. Right now, there are loopholes in the law that let people avoid background checks if they buy a gun privately from another party, if they buy a gun online or at a gun show. So I want to show you something. These are the faces of the senators who, days after the shooting in Orlando, voted against a bill that would have closed those loopholes. These are the 56 senators who didn't want to do anything about that. Now, 90% of Democrats, I'm not talking about politicians here, I'm talking about people, and 77% of Republicans support background checks at gun shows. 89% of Republicans and Democrats are in favor of restricting gun ownership for the mentally ill. But not this gang. They voted against both of those things. So with all due respect, your thoughts and your prayers are insufficient. And by the way, the House of Representatives will be voting on a piece of legislation this week. It's a bill to legalize the sale of of silencers for guns. This is what they're working on. We have a major problem with gun violence in this country, and I guess they don't care. And if I'm wrong on that, fine, do something about it, because I'm sick of it. And, um, you know, I want this to be a comedy show. I hate talking about stuff like this. I just want to, you know, laugh about things every night. But... That, it seems to be coming uh, increasingly difficult lately. It, it feels like someone has opened a, a window into hell. And what I'm talking about tonight it isn't about gun control. It's about common sense. Common sense says no good will ever come from allowing a person to have weapons that can take down 527 Americans at a concert. Common sense says you don't let 
those who suffer from mental illness by guns. You know, in June of last year, the NRA fought to make sure people on the no-fly list can buy guns. They aren't allowed to get on a plane. They're allowed to own a, a very dangerous gun. Who thinks that makes sense? Them, I guess, the people who voted with the NRA. Maybe I'm nuts, but I would like to think we can put politics aside and agree that no American citizen needs an M16 or 10 of them. And maybe that way we don't do this again. I mean, that seems very reasonable to me. It, you know, in, um, in 1980, we had a big fire at the MGM Hotel in Las Vegas. It was horrible, right? I mean, 85 people died. You could see the fire. I, mean, I, was, I was 13 years old. I'll never forget a man jumped out the window. Uh, it was a terrible thing to see. And then a few months later, there was another fire at the Hilton, and five people died. So you know what they did? They changed the laws. They made major changes to the fire safety codes, and it hasn't happened again. Why would we approach this differently? It's a public safety issue, and something needs to be done already. So tell your Congress people to do something. I mean, it's not enough to send your love and prayers. And we do. We send our, our love and support and whatever else is needed to Las Vegas and to the families from all over the country and Canada who had the worst night of their lives last night. You know, Vegas is a funny town. It's easy to forget people live there, but they do. I mean, lots of good people. These people showed up in droves today to donate blood because it's the only thing they could do. And so they did it. But there is more that we can do, and we need to do it. And thank God for the police in Las Vegas who risked their lives trying to locate the, the man with the gun. Thank God for the doctors and uh, nurses and firefighters and paramedics who rose to the occasion, as they always seem to do when we need them to. And for the concert goers themselves who helped each other, who threw their bodies on top of each other, who drove their private cars full of people who were bleeding to the hospital. Uh, you know, don't, don't forget them. And don't forget what's going on in Puerto Rico either, because just because they're not the lead story today, they still need help. And if you want to help either one of those cities, uh, Puerto Rico is not a city, obviously, but Vegas or Puerto Rico, a good way to do that is to give to the American Red Cross. There's the information right there on the screen. And we send all our love to our family and friends in Las Vegas and to everyone affected by this terrible event. I, I'm sorry for getting emotional. I'm, I'm not great with this kind of thing, uh, but I just think it's important, you know? So. Thanks. Hey, Jim. Jim, it's Sam Stein. Uh, you talk about the pre-event behavior. What strikes me is just how little was actually done in the moment. I mean, this could have... There's no apparent sophistication. He, he, he had... The ability to do this uh, because he was able to purchase these guns. There was no uh, magazine capacity limits in the state. Um, you could check into a hotel uh, and not be seen with the guns because you could roll them in. Um, if not for the incredible quickness of the SWAT teams on scene and uh, the heroism of the medical units there, uh, certainly this, it seems to me, this could have been even worse uh, than 50 plus dead, uh, 200 plus injured. Uh, can you talk about? how easy this was uh, from the little we have uh, to pull off putting aside the pre-planning 
Right. Well, <clears throat> one of the overnight anchors had asked me, you know, how much ammunition can you buy in Nevada? Well, how much money do you have and how yeah. big is your truck? That's how much ammunition you can buy. You can buy all you want. And you can get, how much can you get into a hotel room? Well, you can get in there with a wheeled suitcase. And so you're right, Sam, if he had gone up there probably with more ammunition, and we don't know, he, there may still be a cache of ammunition in the room that he didn't fire because of Las Vegas SWAT. And so, yes, it's devastating. I mean, these weapons are easy to get. Even a converted machine gun is not that hard to get on the street. I mean, in ATF, we bought those, and our undercover agents bought those quite a bit. We always targeted them. We tried to get the places where they were being made, at machine shops, at illegal uh, you know, operations, making those, selling them for profit or selling them in the criminal underworld. And we tried to get those off the street, and the police do that as well. But you just don't get everyone. There's so many of them out there. And uh, people can convert them. They can buy them when they're already converted. Or this could be a gun that was originally a machine gun, like an M16, a military rifle. Or it could even be a bump stock gun, which mm -hmm. is another anomaly in the firearms world. But uh, it's just possible it's that. But it, more I just want to read something to you quickly because many people are writing in asking us about the gun laws. And I want to talk about Nevada for just a moment. The source is Newsweek. Nevada has some of the most relaxed gun laws in the country. This state does not require firearm owners to have licenses. It does not require registration of weapons. It does not limit the number of firearms an individual possesses. People have been asking about the 10 guns uh, in the gunman's room. This state does not prohibit the possession of assault weapons, 50 caliber rifles, or large capacity ammunition magazines. Before we go, I want to bring Commissioner Bratton back in. When you hear this, these very relaxed gun laws in the state of Nevada, how do the police protect against this? They don't. That's, uh, in terms of what you've just described is in some respects, uh, reflection, uh, description of insanity. But that's the reality. Uh, One more time, the description of insanity. Description of insanity, that uh, in terms of what the police are up against and they're on with, but what these 20,000 people were up against in that stadium. Right now, before Congress, and I will make a prediction for you sitting here, there is a bill to allow silencers that would muffle the sound of a gunshot to be sold openly. Right now, they're very restricted. I can What's the rationale? No, in terms of I was a police officer for almost 50 years. Uh, I'm not a gun lover. I appreciate uh, that many people enjoy weapons. But uh, unregulation, uh, the lack of regulation in this country uh, still defies uh, sanity. But even a gun lover, a gun enthusiast, what is the rationale behind needing, wanting a silencer, if not to muffle or hide what you're doing? Well, the NRA claims it's to protect the ears of hunters so that when they're out there killing a deer, which is uh, uh, basically a uh, historic thing in this country, hunting, uh, but the idea is under the ruse of protecting the hearing of hunters, they're going to authorize a device that will effectively silence a weapon. So imagine if this individual had a silencer on the end of some of these weapons. He would not have even known this was happening, but for the sound of the gunshots, he would not have heard those gunshots. Protect the ears of the hunters. How about the lives of the innocent? And I will predict that bill will pass Congress despite this event. Guaranteed. I'm going to have to leave that there. Commissioner.
Well, I think this is time for a national dialogue that we can have in a calm and reasoned way in which the country can figure out how come we have so many mass shootings in this country. Where did he get that kind of a gun? You can now get an AR-15, which is a modification of a military weapon, an M1, but it's supposed to be a single shot at a time, but it has a big capacity. Now they've got racks of these adapted military weapons. Stan McChrystal, who led our forces in Afghanistan and Iraq, said, we ought not to be selling these kinds of weapons to the American civilian population. They're designed to do one thing, which is to kill people. No other Western nation has a number of gun deaths that we have in America, and we need to talk about it. We can't have that conversation because it immediately becomes so emotional between the gun owners of America who are protected by the NRA and other people who are saying there ought to be a more reasonable middle ground. So that's going to be an important part of this post-shooting discussion that we have to have in this country, what's available. I mean, in the last 20 years or so, the enormous amount of weapons that are available out there to people for whatever reason, if they can walk into a star store, they get a quick check, and they can buy something that is a modified military weapon of some kind. That's got to be a discussion that we're going to have. He did not mention guns or gun control. And I will tell you that from my vantage point here inside the Beltway, that is where the conversation is headed over on Capitol Hill among lawmakers who are already coming out. Yeah, Hallie, there's nothing political about a morning like this. And, and that I believe we also said that the morning after the Newtown school shooting. And it didn't take long before the subject to turn to politics. You're absolutely right, and that's what we're already seeing here in Washington. You've got, you talk about Connecticut, both senators from Connecticut already bringing up gun control, already talking about what Congress might be able to do. Right behind me, you're going to see Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders take the podium for a briefing, presumably to answer questions from reporters, likely about, for example, gun control. This is something that the president did not mention in his remarks earlier today from the diplomatic reception room, but that has become a topic of conversation here in Washington. That said, there are others who believe that it is, as they have said, too early, for example, to talk about gun control or believe that any discussion about gun control is, in essence, politicizing the debate. But I imagine that... And of course, now with that comes this debate and will come this debate here in Washington about gun control. Already right now, uh, the House could decide soon on a measure uh, that would make it easier to buy silencers. This is a very controversial me measure uh, proposed by a Republican member from South Carolina. Uh, we're told that it is the goal of this measure is to help protect the hearing of hunters. Critics, on the other hand, say that it will make it harder to detect where the shooting is coming from during a mass casualty event like the one that we have seen in Las Vegas. And of course, uh, the politics comes with this. Hillary Clinton is weighing in this morning, uh, blaming and calling out the NRA for a, a measure like this. So certainly this is something that President Trump will have to address this issue of gun control in the days and weeks to come, uh, as we often see presidents have to deal with. And so when, when you hear about that, a, a gun owner and a Second Amendment supporter, when you hear about that, that collision of rights says, well, I need to be prepared and I need to be able to defend myself and my family when someone crosses that line. What about, though, the idea that says, wait a minute, I would like to know that you're a responsible gun owner and I want to put regulations that make sure I'm fine with you having a gun, but I, I would find it in my rights that I want to make sure you're a responsible gun owner. So you know what? I want an extra amount of regulation. I want extra licensing. I want this or that. Uh, what about that line? It, that is, I would argue that it's a realistic ask of my of, of our rights. That's for sure. And, 
I think it's a realistic ask, and I would say that we have a realistic answer, and that realistic answer is the present level of regulation that we have, particularly as applied, say, to concealed carry permit holders, gives that assurance. Because the available data says that a concealed carry permit holder is somebody who's actually, in, in many ways, safer than a police officer. They're, you're, they're less likely to commit crimes than even a police officer. It's not that police officers are lawless. They're extraordinarily law-abiding, but that's how law-abiding the concealed carry community is. The point is, this is exactly the time to start talking about any issue, gun violence included. If we wait until cooler heads prevail on any of these, we never talk about it. And in fact, if we applied the same logic to every other debate and every other crisis that this country faces that we do to the gun debate, we never would have focused on any of those issues either. Then again, maybe that is the point. It, there, there have been laws implemented, notwithstanding the Second Amendment, that have said that uh, civilians, th they're designed for civilians not to have things that are like machine guns, fully automatic guns, where you depress the trigger once and it shoots many times. And yet, as Ken and others have been reporting, there are modifications that can be made to certain guns, particularly those made before 1986. There are modifications that can be made to newer guns, and there are things like these bump stocks that can be completely legally bought. What's the, the, the legal position on this? Why? have we created a system in which you can you can create basically a fully automatic uh, gun that emulates a machine gun well basically because congress won't act in in large part it's a wholly owned subsidiary of the gun lobby it won't enforce any law or pass any law that would make us safer and it goes with the false narrative that if you're for reasonable gun law you're against the second amendment look i'm a champion of the second amendment i believe in it i enforce the laws all my life I love it. I love the Constitution as a whole. But I don't want the Second Amendment to be a suicide pact that, you know, takes away our life and liberty. So it's a false narrative that if you're for the Second Amendment, you're against reasonable gun law. We cannot have a civil debate about guns and their use. As guns become more lethal, so does the political debate become more toxic. The NRA, one of the most powerful lobbies in American politics, has temporarily suspended commercials in the Virginia governor's race, but it will return. I'm the National Rifle Association of America. Already gun enthusiasts are locked and loaded, ready for the coming debate after Las Vegas. We are where we are because of the power of people who wanted these kinds of guns, and the NRA managed to organize them and get them as a political force in America. So the question is, if you're not happy with what has happened, your individual obligation as a citizen is to organize on the other side. And that's possible as well. The NRA has a lot of money, obviously. And if you're running against the NRA and a lot of the Western congressional districts, for example, you're portrayed as a... Yeah, you, you heard a lot. That's a lot to unpack because you heard Chuck Todd, Chris Matthews. I, I, I just don't understand the media. Remember, all that's while the bodies were still cooling. Those networks didn't give a fuck. And, and I'll be honest, I watched Quiz Cuomo, Quiz Cuomo, and most of CNN coverage, and I was surprised. It, it didn't really get there until, you know, Wednesday. Wednesday when they started going pretty, pretty liberal, pretty gun-balking, pretty Puerto Rico, and they had another release of uh, the Russian bots reported a couple podcasts ago, or last podcast, about how they literally uh, were pro-Hillary, 
Now they're beating. They found a couple that were in, they were targeting Michigan and Wisconsin and trying to make that stick. So much they had a Nancy Pelosi town hall on guns and Russia last night. You know, they just let her have airtime because it's, you know, CNN. They got to make up for it. I have another one I won't play because this is very long. We still have a lot of podcasts left. But um, th- there was one that I just loved, and it was a young man. You probably already heard it outright saying he found God. He was agnostic, and he believes in God now once he was under fire, which is a theme I've talked a lot about on the show, how a lot of people who don't believe in God or any kind of religion, when the bullets start flying, it changes your perspective. And I, as I've spoken, I have a, uh, you know, we don't talk anymore, but I have a son who's uh, an atheist, and I always told him that combat, for me, was the final straw of, yeah, I, I, I do believe in God. And if I had any questions, I walked away without those questions because... There has to be a higher being controlling who dies and who doesn't. It's just not fate. It's damn sure not good aim. In this case, this man was just praying and spraying. He killed 59. He didn't wound 500. A lot of those are stampedes. Um, They were trampled, excuse me. So... Have a great article. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I, I think you should if you're a liberal... If you are all about gun control, Leah Labrisco, L-I-B-R-E-S-C-O, a statistician and former news writer at 538, a data journalism site. Her article, I used to think gun control was the answer. My research told me otherwise because she actually went into it. Uh, she posted this October 3rd. You could find it um, all over the net. Um simple statistics. The next largest set of gun deaths, one in five, were young men aged 15 to 34 killed in homicides. And she goes statistically and shows that, you know, two-thirds of gun deaths in the United States every year are suicides. Two-thirds. But they never tell you that. When they say 11,600 some odd, the number they were spouting, those are suicides, not gun violence. But when you're trying to make a point that is only based on politics, not on facts, data, you tend to look like a dumbass. The last thing we'll say about this before we move on, this was a meme, a young man, and I didn't catch his name, but I'm sure by now you've seen it, African-American, he saved people, got wounded, shot in the shoulder, and they have that meme next to uh, Kansas City Chief sitting on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I will say that I went to, uh, to, to show you that the left is, you know, if by now you don't think the left is evil, um, you can read Keith Oberman's tweets all over the place, how evil he said things. Um, but I did a lot of work for you. 
I went to Sharpton, Van Jones, Tariq Nasheed. Yeah, you got a theme here. Anderson Cooper, Lamont Hill, Don Lemon, Eugene Robinson, Roland Martin, April Ryan, Heather McGee, Charles Blow. Those people are either gay or African American. There was nothing for the fallen. Nothing. Not a damn word was on their Twitter feeds. Joanne Reed, forgot her name, nothing. That racist, nothing. They were happy. They were happy white Americans were dying. Just happy. They didn't give a fuck. And that's the left. That's, to me, the left. They they just want to use this for politics. They don't really care that people died. If you think I am lying, progressives, you didn't listen to this segment. <laughs> Make sure you listen to uh, Ben Shapiro YouTube channel on how he shreds Jimmy Kimmel's bullshit that I played for you. Yeah, it's all bullshit. So to the NFL real quick, and we'll make this quick because, you know, we're already at an hour and a half and, and we got a lot of podcasts to go. Uh, NFL teams renamed Pittsburgh Kneeler, Carolina Concussions, Seattle Snowflakes, Denver, Denver Virtue, Virtue Singlers, Tennessee Tantrums. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, and the big thing I want to report is that Las Vegas police proved Michael Bennett lied about racism charges. Now, for those that aren't familiar with this, you must understand that, you know, more, uh, you know, Morning Joe's not going to talk about it. Mike and Mike's not because they're on the liberal ESPN, so they couldn't really talk about it. But we spent a lot of time spinning up this kneeling shit based off what happened to Michael Bennett. Martelius Bennett. Got sent for the Patriots to Packers and now has radicalized the locker room so that Green Bay Packers are insulting the flag veterans, law enforcement, the whole nine yards. And it's all a lie. He was at a play, a club, there was a shooting, he evaded the police, he said it was racism. So from an article back on September 7th, I was the only person brave enough to point out something important. Michael Bennett was lying about most of the claim of racism he had levied against Las Vegas as the rest of the sports media fell all over themselves to condemn the Las Vegas police. I actually reviewed the evidence and pointed out that Bennett's story didn't add up. And for that, I was ridiculed and called racist by thousands online. But guess what? When I know I'm right, I don't run for critics. I double and triple down. The title of my piece didn't tiptoe up to my opinion either. It was straightforward. Michael Bennett is lying. Yesterday afternoon, the Las Vegas police, after reviewing 193 different videos of that night, released a two-minute video that proves their officers didn't racially profile Bennett, didn't use excessive force, and treated Bennett with respect throughout their interactions. Bennett defenders, a tiny group compared to the people who initially believe me are complaining because this video is edited, but that's because it's spliced together from multiple cameras to give a coherent picture of what transparent that light. I want you to watch this video right now before you read anything else. I watched the video. Michael Bennett looks incredibly suspicious crouching and running when the police are looking for an active shooter. Police had a reasonable suspicion to stop and detain him. He looks guilty. Remember, the police are responding to an active shooter. What would a shooter likely do? Hide from the police and then run from them when he saw them approach them, which is exactly what Bennett did. 
Why is Bennett crouching like that and then running to hide behind a slot machine? And when the officers take note of his strange behavior and approach him, why didn't he leap up and take off, why did he leap up and take off at a full sprint and refuse to listen to officer commands to stop? Bennett's defense will likely be that was just scared. That's certainly not unreasonable when everyone believed there was an active shooter. But isn't it also totally reasonable that officers would notice Bennett and believe he may have been involved in the shooting based on his behavior? Indeed, the officer actually explains this to Michael Bennett, and Bennett even says he understands how his behavior would have looked to the officers. Then They then take his cuffs off the entire time in the police car with seven minutes, according to Vegas police, and are prepared to let him go. This is notably all before the police have any idea Bennett's a famous football player. That is contrary to Bennett's allegation of racism. The police are treating him with respect and consideration long before they know who he is. They explain exactly why they detained him, explain why they were suspicious of his behavior, and then, and this is maybe the most important part of the story, they let him go after he identified himself as an NFL player, even though he had no ID on him. No, man, my name is Michael Bennett, Seattle Seahawks. Look it up, Bennett says, when asked for an ID. He told the cops to look up on their phones, and the cops looked him up, Google Images, and let him go based on that ID. Talk about privilege. I'm going to pause for a second. Understand. Law enforcement are not supposed to let anybody go until they identify themselves. And you must, by law, identify yourself to a police officer when they ask you. For these BLM racists, the progressives who need them so they can gin up the African Americans to vote for them, but really don't care about them because they don't care about African unemployment, they don't care about African American freaking deaths in Chicago, they don't care about any of this shit. Single mothers, all the terrible statistics we covered on the show. They just want to pander to them to votes. You don't like that, change the law. But that's the law. And police officers must apply by the law. That's what we tell them to do. That's what they're out there. So he got preferential treatment. Friday night. This Friday, the 7th of October. I challenge every progressive that hears my voice. Well, it's going to be released afterwards. But the next Friday, the 13th. Watch Live PD. See how white people, gay people, fucking women... Mexicans, it doesn't matter who you are, you have to identify yourself to police. They must know who you are and run warrants. Run warrants. They just got to check if you are are who you are, if you have any warrants, because that's their fucking job. We ask them to do this job. We pass laws for them to enforce, but you all get butthurt. So the article goes on. This dude is out in Las Vegas without an ID. How is that even possible? It's not. Like, he's a girl in a cocktail dress and heels. He can't carry a driver's license with him in his jean pocket. And he gets released from the police custody by telling police, after running from them, and refusing to listen to their commands, that he plays in the NFL and and to look it up on their phones. Racism? Get out of here. Michael Bennett is a huge beneficiary of NFL athlete privilege. How many people do you think get let go by police when they don't have an ID and have been stopped for suspicious behavior after having them look about Google? Here's the kicker. Bennett then shook hands with police and told them he understood. He shook hands with them. Two weeks later, he lies and calls them the same cops, all racist in a story that immediately goes viral. Put it on his Instagram, whatever. 
Number two, race played no part in the story at all. Been an alleged racist police stopped him because he was black. That's a flat out lie. The entire casino is filled with black people. Watch the video. The officers initially responded to reports of a shooting in the casino. It's laughably absurd to suggest that police picked Bennett out because of racism. If so, why didn't they also detain the hundreds of black people in the exact same casino at the exact time? Bennett was detained because of his behavior. Remember, these videos were recorded before the police knew Bennett was famous and before they knew he was going to accuse him of racism. The police story has been the same throughout the entire incident. The race of the officers shouldn't matter here, by the way, but they were all three minorities. Two Hispanics and a black. That should be the story right there. A black man acting suspicious, running away from the police, which is a fucking felony, by the way. Not producing an ID, which is a misdemeanor. By minority officers. Michael A. Smith. Mike Greenberg. Mike Golick. Commissioner Goodell. You owe somebody some fucking apologies. Number three, there's no excessive force used and no one threatened to blow Bennett's head off. There is zero evidence of that from the 193 different videos. In fact, the Las Vegas Vegas police have offered to make all the videos available to Bennett's attorney for them to review. And guess what? Bennett's attorney haven't responded to those offers. Why? Because they likely know Bennett is lying. Now go back and read Bennett's initial tweet alleging racism and police misconduct. It has been shared or liked over six hundred thousand times back to our fake news story podcast for those who've never listened to it that this story is treated like sixty thousand six hundred to sixty it's it's ten percent people get the true story because nobody cares about that this is a very important story, not just because Quick Kick got it right and virtually everyone else in the sports media got it wrong. It's a very important story because we need to ask, why did I get this right and virtually everyone else in sports get it wrong? Because I looked at the actual evidence. That this is what I do with every single case I review while everyone else is covering the story they want to be true. I cover the story it actually is. Whether it's with the Mizzou protest, Peyton Manning's mooning incident, or the Ryan Lockie case in Brazil, it's now the fourth time the outkick, blah, 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 this is all about him. Think about it. The people who believe Lochte was lying took the word of a Brazilian security guard over an American Olympian, and the people who believe Bennett took the word of a black man over a video evidence and the word of minority American police officers. What's more, Lochte lost millions of dollars of sponsorship and was suspended for swimming for over a year, even though his story was true. Will anything at all happen to Bennett for lying and being caught in the lie? I bet not. That sounds an awful lot like hashtag black privilege to me. This should be an important lesson for everyone. Cover the story as it is, not as you hope it is based on your world view, which is what the media does all the time. Can cops be racist and are minorities sometimes innocent victims of racism? Certainly. But just because that sometimes happens doesn't mean that it definitely happens in every case. I had a law professor who drilled this into me years ago. He said the three most important parts of the legal issues were the facts, the facts, the facts. Here, the facts never supported Bennett's allegation. It never made sense that police responding to reports of an act of police shooting 
<clears throat> decided to randomly b- grab a black guy. The idea should have been immediately laughable to un- anyone who used their brains and waited for the full evidence to surface. Instead, the sports media lionized Bennett for his bravery, accepted his story without challenging any elements of it, and helped to ensure that Bennett's lies were shared over 600,000 times on social media. Read the statement again now that all the evidence out. The entire thing is a lie. If the NFL had any decency, they would suspend Bennett for these false claims, which actually led to worse relationship between minorities and police, destroying Bennett's alleged goals of equality. At an absolute minimum, Bennett, the Seahawks, and the NFL should all apologize to the Las Vegas police. Bennett could easily release this statement. Now that I've been reviewed, the evidence is clear. My recollection of the events is not correct. It was a traumatic experience. The individuals involved in traumatic experiences frequently make mistakes when they share the recollections. Blah, blah, blah. If he did that, it would actually have respect for Bennett. Where is that in the media? Where is it? This incident spooled everything up. This incident mainstream BLM's talking points. And once again, every time you peel back the onion on Black Lives Matter and the race grievance industry, they're based on lies. It's the old joke in the army. Every anything has everything is involved in wild stories is 10% truth. To go with it, because of this incident, Colin Kaepernick still not employed, but he gave $25,000 to a shot at Shakur family, the convicted terrorist who got deported. Networks could lose $200 million of the ratings slide. Delaney Walker literally said this, and the fans that don't want to come to the game, I mean, okay, bye. I mean, if you feel that something we're disrespecting you, don't come to the game. You don't have to. No one's telling you to come to the game. It's your freedom of choice to do that. I have ch- I have the Chargers, Falcons, Browns, all empty stadiums. A third full in the brand new Atlanta Falcon Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It's so bad because of what the media has been doing, the sports media. College game day actually broadcast, and it's the third week I've seen it, the meme that's online where a guy's walking with a girl and he looks at some other girl's ass and there's always some little memes on it. This one is ESPN's the guy, sports is the girl he's with, social issues is the ass he's looking at, which I just think's fucking hilarious. Now it's improved. Only 11 people took a knee this week. Well, this last weekend. But 62% of the American people, as polled by Finance Yahoo, are not watching that, or watching less of the NFL over the flag protest. The owners are clashing in private over the protest because they're losing fucking money. And I'm asking you, NFL, do you really want to lose your dominance on sports? Over lies? Because a lot of people say, hey, this this all came because of Colin Kaepernick. No. 
Really go back and look, my friends. And this started and expounded over Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett. The commissioner supported it. Then the commissioner and the owners doubled down with fuck the fans. NFL's in such a bad position, and, and surprisingly, after this was released, my friends, I got my refund for Game Pass. I got my refund. They fucking refunded me my money. NFL Sunday ticket is getting refunded at an astronomical rate. Anheuser-Busch has a 1-800 number for fans just to call and talk about the protests. Because they want our input because they're getting inundated. USAA is still silent, by the way. But I've gone back to the website. It's hammered with anti-protest stuff. And it's all based on a lie. And the sad thing is, it's just not Bennett. It's just not Bennett, my friends. It goes back to goddamn Trayvon Martin when we decided to start with a white Hispanic because we couldn't get the narrative running. Then we went to Michael Brown. Hands up, don't shoot. Took a goddamn year for even African-American race hustler like Eric Holder to have to go back and say, oh, yeah, yeah, that's not true. Minneapolis. Minneapolis, my friends. All a Latino. Media won't talk about it. They just won't talk about it. And if you really think the scariest thing about this is, did you ever know that everybody that apprehended Bennett was a minority? Did the media even research it? No, they don't care. They're so down with the doggone BLM narrative, all cops are racist. That's how insane BLM is. As we've shown on the show, they call them Uncle Toms. So they're racist. They're racist cops. So there's the facts, friends. The facts are, and they will always be, there is no objective police brutality. There are incidents of brutality. And when those people get caught, they go to jail. But an NFL player without an ID who escaped and evade the frickin' police got NFL privilege and the media's crooked. To a music break, and we'll go into Big Sis in the bunker.
Welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast with Tony Reed. The abortion industry will do anything to sell abortion. The abortion industry has goals for a number of, well, every procedure and product that they sell. So for birth control pills, there's a line, how many you're supposed to sell in a month. For Depo-Provera, same thing. Abortions, same thing. If someone called our clinic and said they needed a pregnancy test, it didn't matter what time of the evening, what time of the day it was, someone went into that clinic and gave her that pregnancy test. If that pregnancy test was positive, the following morning, she was scheduled to come in for counseling. We didn't tell her we were sending her in to come and get an abortion, but when she came in that morning, she was scheduled for an abortion. This is what they're doing. This is how they meet those Title X requirements with a pamphlet, but they're not going to speak to them about those options. We never gave parents or the patient any time to read the forms. The whole options counseling, um, it should have taken at least an hour to 90 minutes, and we would get the whole thing done in about 15 minutes. In our clinic, the counseling was done by a phlebotomist. It was never, ever done by a licensed professional. Usually by the time myself or the doctor arrived, counseling was already completed. Parental involvement to a Planned Parenthood is one pamphlet in the lobby that says parental involvement. And they would tell me themselves, parents are a barrier to service. We don't want parents involved. Well, in my affiliate, an adoption referral was if a woman picked up that envelope, that, that bag, and it had a pamphlet in there about adoption. That counted as an adoption referral. You know, in all my years there, not in any of the 17 centers all across Iowa did we have an adoption, not once. Literally my training from this gay organization and from Planned Parenthood were to give me CDC pamphlets on STDs to study it and to just learn to talk to the community about it. They are not trained by some medical staff or they don't have a medical degree of any kind. Justice Fund is um, an in-house Planned Parenthood um, pot of money that is used to fund abortions for women who otherwise might not be able to pay for it. After paying pretty much or writing off the balance of the procedure, we would give them uh, $50 to $150, basically cash, because it was in a Visa debit card, for them to get a hotel and gas money to make sure that they came back. Planned Parenthood, again, is very aggressive. They are a sales team. They want to make money, and they want as many customers as possible. They're not interested in their alternatives. They have one agenda, and that's to end a pregnancy. And welcome back. It is the ninth of October, year of our Lord, 2017, and I'm solo. Uh, Big Sis came in, and we just had too good of a visit. Um, catching up after all these years, we haven't seen each other in a very long time and stayed more than a couple days around each other. So, uh, podcast got put on the back burner, which is what I always say at the end of every show. If you think about it, I'm always talking about turning off stuff and actually giving... Um, undivided attention to people, and that's what I chose to do today. 
or yesterday when we were going to podcast. So we're going to just do a quick news and social media nuggets and get this on um, line and publish it because it was quite long with my tirade uh, to begin with over the shooting in the NFL. And we're going to skip the abortion stuff other than the stats that I wanted to cover because I did reference that in the beginning. Sometime this week we will do a big sis uh, podcast and go back to abortion and keep this strip script. But um, until then, we'll just continue on so we can get this out. Things that happen afterwards. Uh, Jerry Jones said any Cowboy player who disrespects the flag won't play. That's a new thing. And this weekend, no broadcast of the flag protest on Fox. Um my Packers had nobody protesting anymore, which is great. And they're doing the arms linked hand over the heart. And my boycott probably will end this weekend and I'll watch a game. Um, did not watch the Dallas game, but it was less about boycott, more about spending time with family. Jamel Hill got involved. Of course she would because she's a race baiter. Jerry Jones also has created a problem for his players, specifically the black ones. If they don't kneel, some will be seen as sellouts. No, Jerry has turned this into them choosing football of the community they represent, and that isn't right. No, I think the Cowboy fans, the paying customers, need to pick up this fight. I don't look to Dez or Dak. You do it. Don't ask Dak and Dez other Cowboy players to protest a more powerful statement as if you stop watching and buying their merchandise. I could say the same for the fans. Same ones asking them to do something will willingly watch... The Cowboys next week. The Cowboys have huge national following. A lot of black and brown folks, Cowboy fans. What if they turn their backs on them? And she turned it into a racial thing, basically. But what she didn't even acknowledge is that the ratings are going down and merchandise is going down and seats are being sold at 18% drop from last year. Not because of your cause, you racist. It's about the Americans who are the real fans, who realize this flag protest is a freaking red herring. It's a lie. It's full of shit. And we know it. Brent Musburger got attacked under the same issue. Yo, 49ers, since you instigated protests, two wins and 19 losses. How about taking your next knee in the other team's end zone? And I think that's great, but he was, oh, fuck you, Brett. Why don't you take a knee in a toilet, you gigantic piece of shit? And all this horrible stuff. He was actually called a decrepit sleazebag. But he's right. I mean, my phone updates me for Packer stuff, whether I want it to or not. And I will tell you, right off the bat, I thought about tweeting. Because the Packers were getting spanked. They ended up winning it in you know heroic fashion. But they were getting spanked. And they were getting spanked because they spend more time talking about social warrior shit than actual the game. I wanted to hit some stats on abortion just to hit it, but we're going to redo this, like I said, with Big Sis in the future. Um, these are some Gallup stuff, and it trends it, which is very interesting. Um, I'll just do a basic synopsis. 28, 29, 29, 29. Some would say that is the number of people who think abortion should be banned, but no, that is the number of people that think it should be legal under all circumstances. Legal with restriction has always been over 50% back to 2011. The moral, not moral, is the highest moral has ever been was May 6, 2015. The rest of times, it's at 42 or 43%. Then it was 45. The majority of people literally said it's not moral. First three months of pregnancy uh, should be legal. 60, we'll say an average of 64. 
54% of Americans since 1996 believe it should be legal in the first three months. Here's the interesting thing the media will never tell you. At a 30% average, people don't think it should be legal. Second three months, it averages to 24% of Americans believe it, but 67% of Americans think it should be illegal. In the last three months, only the ghouls, here's the numbers, 14, 10, 10, 8, 13. That's the percentage of people responding. This is Gallup, all of it Gallup, all of it literally believe it should be legal while 80, 86, 84, 86, 82 say it should be illegal. And this is Gallup trending this. So I've been saying 64 to 67% are against third trimester abortions. I was wrong. It's at an 80 percentile. Other ones are the Maris that I've quoted. Six and ten think it should be illegal. 64% from another one. And within that, 78% of millennials and 67% of women do too. So, and then a YouGov liberal source, most Americans back federal abortion funding ban, except in case of incest or rape, and that is at 55%. And YouGov, as we talked about on the show, it's pretty liberal. You can't get much liberal than YouGov. I used to do it, and it's pretty much all they get. But we talked about the numbers, and from Open Secrets, and 98% of this is Dems. You've heard a lot about the NRA and what they've been backing and all that shit and their donations. But this is just Planned Parenthood vote, not the pact. And not the rest of Planned Parenthood, because they have multiple avenues that are, you know, basically supporting people. Remember, uh, Ostoff got $30 million from pro-abortion people. And I think it was 877000 from Planned Parenthood, so it was quite a bit. But this is the average, uh, or just the numbers. In 2016, six hundred ninety-eight k. 2014, 570k. 2012, 734, 2006, 121, 2004, 50, 501K, 2002, 455, and 1998, 347K. So you can pretty much say across the board, it's about a $400,000 average every cycle. They're handing to Dems specifically. The lowest it's ever been was 2002 at 87% Dem because there was more pro-choice Republicans. But the last two cycles have either been well, you go 2010, 99%, 2012, 99%, 2014, 100%, 2016, 98%. Their money goes straight, straight Dems. So, it's a red herring. And when you're talking about guns, once again, Bloomberg, 65 million and counting, he has given or gave to every town and any other anti-gun place that literally wants to grab guns. So to say that the NRA has anything is just freaking ridiculous. It actually makes no sense. And it's it's just really, really wrong. I mean, it's just a wrong assumption. And I think when you really break it down, uh, the NRA does nothing 
compared to Planned Parenthood. So without a bumper, we're going to go news, social media nuggets. <clears throat> no music break, no nothing. And just cover some of the stuff. Uh, and I think the best way to start it, here is a soundbite. This weekend I watched uh, Saturday Night Live. And it was devoid of any evil Trump. There wasn't even a Trump skit. And I don't know if that was the shooting or that the musical guest was a conservative. I don't know what it was. Or maybe it was the host, Gal Gadot. But it was very un-anti-Trump. And it is in pale comparison to the weekend before where I pretty much fast-forward through everything but one skit because there was just nothing funny it wasn't like I don't mind, you know, if a, you know, a, a, a skits anti-Trump, hey, I'm cool with that, but it's got to be funny. And the problem with theirs, as I've said over and over on the show, it's not funny. It's just mean. They just hate the guy. So I didn't see Michael Che say this. After the mayor of San Juan criticized the government's Puerto Rican relief efforts, President Trump attacked her on Twitter saying, the mayor of San Juan, who was very complimentary only a few days ago, has now been told by the Democrats that you must be nasty to Trump. <laughs> oh, really, Donald? You bitch. <laughs> was she nasty to you? How nasty? Are you shaking? You want to go smoke a Virginia Slim until your hand stops moving? <laughs> this isn't that complicated, man. It's hurricane relief. These people need help. You just did this for white people twice. <laughs> Do the same thing. Go tell Melania to put on her flood heels, get some bottled water, some food, pack up some extra Atlanta Falcons Super Bowl t-shirts, and write them a check with our money, you cheap cracker. <laughs> You've mishandled Puerto Rico, DACA, the NFL. It's like whenever anybody darker than your golf pants has a problem, you're thinking, how can I make this worse? Yeah, that's pretty unprofessional And that, you know, Saturday Night Live would do that. Doesn't surprise me because Saturday Night Live, once again, is a very liberal outlet. They, you know, they hate the president. They always hate conservatives. So, you know, that's a good way to start off. But that wasn't the only thing. Elementary school librarian rejects books donated by Melania Trump. I'm going to cliff note this because I have a lot of articles on this and it's just really silly. But this girl or teach or librarian up in Massachusetts, Sirio's her name. Uh, what is it? Uh, so Eero is the la la last name of this lady. And she wrote a long blog and pretty much said it's all bullshit. We don't need it. And getting an education, perhaps the most important, wondrous opportunity in young lives. Trump sent a letter. So they send this out. And Liz Phipps Serrio rejected the books. My students have access to school library with over 9,000 volumes. Give it to something else. Other schools that need it. And Betsy DeVos is a piece of shit. That's what it was. It was all political. But the most important part was that she termed Dr. Seuss as racist. I'm not making that up. I couldn't make that up. I really couldn't make it up. I don't know what is wrong with liberals. I don't know what has gone wrong in their lives. But it was just one election, okay? You're going to win the next one. You're, you're probably going to win the Senate back. 
But that's just evil. That is outright evil. You're going to reject the books because it came from a president you don't like when it's a standard thing that they send something to all 50 states. You're going to keep up this Betsy DeVos is the devil shit. And then on top of it, everything's now racist. Even though a fucking year ago, Dr. Seuss was okay in her library and she fucking dressed up as the cat in the goddamn hat! Now it's racist. So, those liberals that think it's great because she's fighting the resistance, actually Google search, you will see she was dressed as Cat in the Hat. So how is the Cat in the Hat racist during Obama? Because he was black, so it doesn't make it racist? Or what the fuck are you saying? The whole world has been raised on the Cat in the motherfucking Hat. Jesus. Another article. This is out of England. Sex change regret. Gender reversal surgery is on the rise, so why aren't we talking about it? I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it's very interesting. And this one doctor, he had one, and then over the next uh, six months, he had six more people coming back and saying, I don't want it, and that's in Britain. But we'll never, ever hear that. Well, never, ever hear that. It's just not happening. Okay, in... In a bite, I'm about to play a dim male admits treating con... You know what? I'm going to hold that to the end. We'll close on that. It is a great thing where this guy is literally... Um, oh, fuck it. Let's play it. We'll play that and a woman stealing an, uh, a fucking mega hat. And I... You know... What? I'm Cabot Phillips with Campus Reform. Today we're partnering with Network of Enlightened Women to ask college students what they think of conservative women on their campus and if they're treated differently because of their beliefs. Let's see what they have to say. What would you say about conservative women? Um, not many nice things. Um, needing more enlightenment. The conservative women are sort of looked at as anti-women. Personally, I think they're just like not educated or um, maybe hiding something. I don't know. There has to be something wrong. Power to everyone that has their opinions, but I feel like most women need to be liberal in today's day and age just because we obviously are still not treated equally. What would you say the response towards conservative women is here on this campus? Um, It's definitely more of a negative approach to conservative women. Yes, people aren't very comfortable sharing that. Because they're afraid of backlash? I just think that like liberal women are more welcomed on college campuses because they're so liberally biased. I would say definitely more beneficial to be liberal or progressive here. I feel like if you're, this kind of sucks, I feel like if you're a conservative woman, woman you kind of get like, people don't really respect you as much and they're kind of harsh to you. I think there's been more backlash against conservative ideas. If you have opposing views to the majority, I guess it's not very accepted. Uh, It's pretty hard to you know, be conservative here. Do you know any conservative women? Honestly, not on the top of my head. It doesn't pay off to have the other point of view because I don't think you'll be that respected or... And definitely, like, now because of Trump, like, if you show any sign of that, like, people are just like, you're an idiot. It's actually a lot of snide remarks from teachers, I would say, uh, that sort of um, demean those who might have conservative beliefs. 
Honestly, now that I'm saying it out loud, I feel kind of bad. Like, that seems kind of ridiculous. But, yeah, definitely, like, the more conservative you come across, the harsher people are going to be towards you stole my property and my Make America Great Again hat. Look at the kind of shit he's wearing. Look it. What, you're gonna turn it into student life? What hey. the hell is your problem? Hey, y'all. Uh, so this guy thought it would be a good idea to go into a conference with wearing this With my freedom of speech. Hat. With my freedom of speech, she took my hat. Wearing this, this belongs hat. to me. Give back to me. This belongs to me. I bought it and she took it from me. It is mine. You really look at the kind of shit he's wearing. You know what this represents? This represents genocide. I understand. Genocide of a bunch of people. And look at what he's wearing in front of a group of people. This is mine. This is mine. You do not get to take other people's property that is legally theirs in this country. Man, fuck your laws. Alright? Get do out. you have any fucking conscience? Yes, I do. You do? Yes, and I Really? Do. And that's why you go in yes. there wearing this hat? That's precisely why. Because you have a conscience. Yes. Look, she stole. She stole my hat. This guy stole my hat. I was walking around. No, let me tell you something. I was walking around, and she went and took the hat off of my head. Of the groups in this campus. It does not matter. I have a freedom of speech to wear this hat. Your fucking freedom of speech is genocide, homeboy. It doesn't matter. Is that what you're trying to represent? My freedom of speech allows me to wear that hat as much as I want. You do not get to steal my property. I paid for that. I bought it. It is mine. It is mine. Give it back. You give it back. Are you people not going to do anything? She's stealing my property. Look, I don't want to make a big thing out of this, I but that is mine. Because it's so fucking that important is mine. that y'all are allowing people I was to up wear at this, this retreat and on a campus it from that my has head. the majority people of color in this campus, and you let people wear it, walk around and wear this shit. No, no, no. Right, let's, Look at this. Let's, let's calm make down. Make America great again. It was never fucking great. Never. Then get out, honestly. If you what don't do you like mean, the country, get out? I was get born out. here. Okay. If you don't like it so what much, get out. What do you mean, out. get out? Where the fuck am I going to go? Go to Mexico. I was born go wherever here. the hell you want. Give me How back my hat. How the fuck do you know that I'm brown? You don't know shit don't about care. me. I don't care. What do you mean, Mexico? Give me my hat. That's all I want is my hat back. That's literally all I want. It's okay. Um, I started none of this. It's okay. Let's... Let's calm down a little bit. We can talk as a trio here, but uh, let's try to just. So we can record me like I'm the criminal here. Because, because you, oh, because stole, you my stole my property. That is Y'all literally stole a crime. This land. Your ancestors stole this land. That is literally a crime. That okay. is literally a crime. Uh, can I? Can I take it? Can I be the neutral party and I'll take it? You can't make this stuff up, but it really is apropos with our closing, which is Harry Weinstein. I mean, uh, yeah. Harvey Weinstein. We're gonna we're gonna close on that today. It's good liberal liberal hypocrisy that liberal men treat conservative women like shit, and that making a great America great hand it represents genocide. This idiot says, and I I didn't even play the whole thing. It's very long, but Jesus. At Berkeley, students shut down exam, demand take home instead. See, it's just, this this sums up what I say on the show all the time. You know, it's not about BLM, it's not about cops are the oppressors, it's that they want to be let go for whatever because of, of slavery or something. And then with these millennials, you're just giving them an inch, they want a mile. Before it's all done, you don't have to take a test, because tests are white privilege or something. 
Berkeley also had Antifa stalk Republicans at dinner. Tweets gave the address of a restaurant and several UK, UC Berkeley College Republicans were eating. Listed the members by name. Members of the Berkeley College Republicans have previously reported being stalked, followed, and targeted by radical activists. And it's just not an article. It's real. BCR meet right now inside Eureka at 2068 Center Street after drinking with Kyle Chapman and Joy Gibson at Fashies. I mean, Pappies. Inside right now is Troy Worden, Ashton Witte, Naid Tahamas, Matt Ranu, Angeli Castida, and two others. But no, they're just stopping hate speech, right? You still sticking with that, Chuck Toad? Anti-Trump resistance school expands at Berkeley. It's expanding from Harvard University to UC Berkeley for its second semester, describing as part of the larger effort to reclaim, rebuild, and reimagine an America built on progressive values. The online school, which boasts attracting more than 175,000 participants in its inaugural semester, is not officially affiliated with either Harvard or UC Berkeley, but on progressive values. If we build America on progressive values, you fucking moon fruit bats, we'd be socialist. Ohio professor labels GOP lawmakers extremists. Larry Majori Nadler, both from former professors at Miami University of Ohio, have a few bones to pick with the harsh economic views of Republicans. One GOP state representative, Candace Keller, has had her house pelted with feminine hygiene products, received death threats, and had a fake account used to smear on social media. And this article goes on to show it comes from one professor who is sicking his students on females who aren't you tolerant that's super tolerant now the professor says violent or destructive protests are justified Loyola Marriott, Marriott University recently praised violent or destructive demonstrations for their ability to gain public attentions Stephen Bradley the so called marketplace of ideas only works with the opposing party is sympathetic and willing to act whereas violent demonstrations can attract public attentions that motivate decision makers to act. Interesting. Good. I hope they get held culpable when somebody gets hurt. Princeton paper dissolves conservative-leaning editorial board. This is the second one we reported. I don't remember the other uh, college that did it, but they got rid of it because they don't want conservative views on campus. Only liberal. Columbia's stemist campaign on free Play-Doh and bubble wrap. Two feminist freshmen at Columbia University are campaigning for the class presidency by promising free Legos, bubble wrap, and Play-Doh. Michelle Shaman and Raya Desea say they did not originally intend their Steminist platform to promote feminism explicitly, but aren't opposed to the idea. Hmm. That's, that's nice. That's some good shit right there. Hmm. Students! Mainstream feminism excludes many feminists. Oh, you know I'm going to read this one. A pro-feminist Columbia University student is fed up with the culture of intersectionality on campus, complaining that it excludes pro-life feminists, Zionists, and others who don't fit the feminist agenda. Noah Rubin says she was eager to join the school's feminist groups when she arrived on campus, but soon realized that many of them targeted Israel, effectively excluding her and other Zionist students. Doesn't surprise me. It's either I'm reading feminism doesn't include dudes that got their dicks chopped off, or feminists don't include pro-choice or pro-life. They don't 
include anybody who doesn't want to cater to terrorists in Palestine. And yeah. Professor, you knew this was coming. God Bless America is a warmongering song. Yeah, okay. An Ithaca College professor argues that expressions of hyper-patriotism, such as the National Anthem and God Bless America, are not appropriate at sporting events. Calling God Bless America a warmongering song, Stephen Mosher says such expressions have changed our philosophy about what it means to be an American. So, this goes on that line that it's the, it, it started with the rebel flag, which I have no problem with it. Said it on the show. Now it's the American flag. Now it's the national anthem. Now it's God bless America. Before it's all done, our money will have to be redone because the God we trust is just not going to fly. And flying your flag is white supremacy. I mean, it's on the fringe now. Pretty soon, a Democratic candidate for president will do what Hillary did when she started her convention. There was no flag. No flags at all. Then they had a bunch of flags because so they got criticized. Cornell takes a knee to protest racism. A professor, Russell Rickford, who led the crowd in chants of I believe we will win and free Palestine. A lot of Palestine over there. Hmm. Another one that's really funny is this week at MSU, Michigan State University, there was a noose in a dorm, and it hit all the media. I saw it on CNN. It was huge. And it turned out it was just a shoelace. Once again, CNN didn't do an article. None of the other networks did an article to state that it wasn't a noose. It wasn't racist actions. It was a misplaced shoelace. Probably a single from somebody did not come in because they were getting their swerve on. To the, the health stuff. Exercising can beat depression. Just one hour a week can reduce chance of symptoms, which is very true. I think back to when I used to work out, I had less problems with my depression whenever I got in bouts because it gave you something to kind of raise, raise your spirits. Secondly, it probably releases a whole bunch of chemicals in your body that are good for you. And another one I found, which I feel really bad about because Big Sis researched all this and actually did her job and research it, whereas I just read the headline and give my opinion. Uh, skipping breakfast may double risk of heart arteries. Uh, people who skip breakfast or eat poorly to start the day are twice as likely to develop hardened arteries, which can lead to deadly heart disease. They released this uh, last Monday. Their findings could offer an important tool in the fight against cardiovascular disease, the world's top killer, which took 17.7 million lives in 2015. And they say that's the big thing. They did 4,000 participants, and they were workers in Spain. So that's a pretty interesting concept, because I don't eat breakfast, and I probably should. This one scared the shit out of me. Tattoos can cause infections. 15 years later, warns doctors. Anybody who's got some tats, which I do, there are times it literally swells. And I always wonder, is something wrong with me? Is this bad? Um... I never got checked, but that's kind of scary. Invariably, somehow, some way, every time I do a news and social media nuggets, there's something about people eating each other. With these motherfuckers from Russia, Natalia Bashkiva and Dmitry Baskiv, uh, they pickled them. 
Yes. Cannibal couple embrace in sick picture as it claims pickled remains in jar were of a woman killed in jealous rage. When the police raided their apartment, it was true. They literally were kissing in front of it. And these aren't young people. These aren't cold. 42 and 35. Glass jars were found in the couple's home. The grounds of Russian military academy, along with still unidentified frozen body parts and steamed human meat. Among the horror finds are the pickled body parts of the final murder victim, Alina Vushroskova, 35. The pair from Crescent, Sodar City, confessed to murdering the waitress in a fit of jealousy after Natalia accused her of seeking to seduce her husband. Belovi also fitted Natalia, whose grandfather, Konstantin Chanakov, was a decorated World War II hero in Stalin's forces and said the pair had spoken of their mad love for each other. Maybe the pickling makes it taste better. I don't know. This one shows how fucked up the left is. Nude sculpture, four stories tall, planned for National Mall. Activists are working to bring a steel sculpture of a 45-foot-tall nude woman to Washington, where she will temporarily face the White House from a perch on the National Mall. Transporting the sculpture from its home in San Francisco will be an undertaking, but its artist, Marco Cochran, said he saw it as an opportunity to start a conversation about violence against women. His creation, called Our Evolution, depicts a short-haired nude woman standing in a mountain pose, a yoga posture chosen by the sculpture model, the singer and songwriter, uh, songwriter Deja Solis. Sculpture invites viewers to imagine a world where women are safe to live without fear and do yoga in the nude. Okay, and once again, if I dig into this, he is a big supporter of the Women's March, and he talked about Trump's grabbing the pussy. One-third of smartphone notifications make our mood worse, research shows. And not going to read the article, but this is fucking awesome. It's true, and it's just not, you know, text. It's your battery, you lost Wi-Fi, you don't have 4G. And I thought about it, and I go, holy crap. It's true. It's a lot of times, you know, if I get a call, I look at my phone, I don't want to answer that call. Because it's a wireless caller. Or it is, you know, I don't know the number, or it's a telemarketer. And that does affect your mood. Kind of goes with why I didn't do a podcast this weekend. Great visit. Why use some kind of technology just to freaking do it? HuffPo's pushing something that fits in our crazy college section, but I have it back here. New project, ask fathers to talk to their daughters about feminism. Asking men to take time with their daughter can help to open their eyes on issues which is very close to them. Male chauvinism and feminism are not abstract concepts. They're issues that are most likely at the doorstep and will most certainly be a part of their daughter's life in the future. If we question, empathize, listen, and educate ourselves first and foremost, then it will push us to focus on the problems and responsibilities, making it easier to pass down this awareness to our children through dialogue and practice. The major problem with that... Feminism today is go have an abortion. Feminism today is be a super liberal, hate Trump. And that's where they're getting off track. I don't know there's a parent in the world who hasn't talked to their daughters that if you get sexually harassed or something, you need to speak up. Or if you're raped, you need to call the police. Nobody's doing that. 
But this is just another avenue for the left to brainwash our children to all vote for people with the D behind their name. And more importantly, abort, abort, abort. Everything from the left stems from killing a baby. If you don't kill a baby, they don't believe you're a true feminist. Don't kill a baby, you don't get money. Remember that? I didn't make that up. That's what the DNC wanted to do. Pro-life candidates, fuck them. They don't get a dime. And now, to our lighter fare. Okay, our soundbite today was going to be Cam Newton's apology. But I'm not going to put the guy through that. I don't like Cam Newton. It's not because he's black. It's not because of his politics. It's because he beat my Oregon Ducks in the national championship. That if we had Masuli yet, still, excuse me, because he got kicked off the team that year for stealing a fucking laptop. Because Oregon has standards, whereas, you know, Jameis Winston played his whole career, you know, sexually harassing, cursing in the commons, and stealing fucking crab legs. Yeah, that was okay for you not, Wahoos. Um, long story short, that's why I don't like him. But I think it's just funny, because it's blue on blue crime. The guy, what he said, I don't think was that horrible. And here's why I say it. No, I'm not a sexist. If, um... The lefties that listen to this show watched me this weekend with two women. I was opening the door, doing the dishes, being pretty much subservient so they could spend some time together because it's not been a lot of time my sister and my wife have been able to hang out. Plus, my sister was our guest, and I wanted her to have an enjoyable, relaxing time because she spends a lot of her life taking care of other people. You know, I... I'm not a sexist. But the problem is, women say that all the time. How many times does a woman make fun when a guy talks about laundry? Or cooking? Even my wife, who knows I cook, and I do all our laundry. I mean, the linen from the guest bed is in the wash right now. Not because you're dirty, sis, but that we always do it. After so many stays, we wash it, put it in a bag so the animals can't rat fuck it with their fur when they come back here for my podcast. And it's ready for the next time. Because in November, in about three weeks, I'm going down to do another vacation. So, I mean, I'm going to need to have clean sheets. But women make fun of My wife chuckles at that shit when I'm talking about pods are on sale and I freak out. She just starts laughing like... Here's a guy who used to be a warrior for a living, and now he's excited about Tide Pods, three seventy four, dollars and I buy bulk. I do have a problem with that. I have like 10, patch, 10 packs, because if you really balance it out, and once again, a woman would laugh over this, when you buy the container with 30 or 40, you can actually get it cheaper if you buy those bags on sale, because they're 18 bags to a pouch, and if I get four of them, it is cheaper than buying the big container. I'm just saying, but that's women, that's women area. Somebody just laughed out there because that's women business. So we do that. So I don't think he meant, because once again, it's the intent. There's a big difference in saying the N word and doing something when we say nowadays is perceived to be racist. Everything's perceived to be right. When everything's racist, when Dr. fucking Seuss is racist, 
Like, you know, goddamn. In this case, he didn't mean it that way. He just said it's really weird hearing a woman, it's pretty funny hearing a woman talk about routes. Because it is. I don't care that ESPN says a whole bunch of blondes and fucking mini skirts and fucking hooker pumps, which is okay to the left because it's a lefty network, whereas blondes with mini skirts and hooker pumps over on Fox are all evil as we did on the show with all those peroxide Satan stories that we read on, you know, from the fucking fusion and Vox. It's still funny when I watch it. And it's funny when men do women stuff and women laugh about it. So once again, if you want to be a fucking hypocrite, you go down that lane. Cam Newton did nothing wrong. He didn't mean it. It's all about intent. Intent is more important than words. Because in the world we live in right now, words are all perceived and the perception is reality column. And if you have an R behind your name or you voted for Trump or if you're white... Automatic, sexist, racist, xenophobe, fucking all the other phobes, right? I'm just saying. Katie Turr is also in our lighter fare. One of the repeated themes in NBC reporter Katie Turr's Trump campaign memoir, Unbelievable, is her fear of Trump mob ripping her to pieces. For example, one metaphor was the turn... They turn all at once, a large animal, angry and unchained. I force a laugh. Why would anyone hate me, she asks, when I am merely an embodiment of the notion of objective truth? Or she's like a Christian about to be thrown to the lions. It's a weird choice of secular liberal. The crowd loves it. They turn at once to boo at us in unison. 6,000 Trump supporters railing against 30 or so journalists caged in the center of arena like a modern-day Roman Colosseum. When do they release the lions? What happens if someone is in here can't take a joke? Trump doesn't seem to care, italics her. Terry repeatedly argues that she understands that Trump supporters don't like Trump being criticized, but she, like many corresponding, argue that she represents objective truth. You feel like you're screaming at the top of your lungs in a room full of people wearing earplugs. I get it. What I don't get are the little old ladies in powder pink Make America Great hats calling me a liar. I don't get the man in Hillary sucks, but not like Monica t-shirts. I don't get why protesting a broken political system also means you need to protest the very notion of objective truth. Because of Trump's war on the media, networks have required a traveling security detail, except for Fox, which hasn't been so demonized, and CBS, whose main correspondent is a guy. Journalism is honestly pursued, and people just don't like the fearless honesty. And the humility, well, the humility is off the charts, isn't it? An older man yelled at her and unsettled her. I think we dislike and ultimately distrust the media because journalism honestly pursued is difficult and uncomfortable. But rather than deal with journalism, we despise journalism. You female reporters are so obtuse, he screams, and this time I definitely hear him, although I don't know what he means. I do understand the particular antipathy a person might feel towards a reporter who is covering a politician they love. After all, politicians spend millions of dollars trying to make millions of friends. Their whole career depends on convincing you that they know you, care for you, and are defending your interests. That goes for network anchors, too, Miss Turr. Every... Ever seen a Lester Holt or David Murr ad? So imagine how you would feel if every time you turn on NBC you saw the reporting on this figure you love, this figure you think will lift you up, save your job, make your country great again. Imagine how you feel if every night and all day this little blonde-haired girl was shining a critical light on your beloved figure. Who was she to question his plans, double-check his statements, follow up his promises? You would hate me. And people do. 
That's all Tar Tur thinks she's doing, holding Trump accountable, double checking his statements. And the rest of the article breaks down how much bullshit that is. Katie Tur let Keith Oberman put his penis in her. The moment she did that, she became a moon bat like him. And if you've ever watched the show, if you've ever seen her reporting, objective is not the goddamn adjective I would use. Biased. Pointed. Shaded. Progressive. Then there's the Harvey Weinstein. I always like to end on a serious subject that makes me scream in the mic. He's paid off sexual harassment accusers for decades. Once again, this is from New York Times, my friends. Two decades ago, the Hollywood producer Harvey Weinstein invited, invited Ashley Judd to Pennsylvania Peninsula, God dang, I can't even read, to the Peninsula Beverly Hills Hotel for what the young actress expected to be a business breakfast. Instead, he had her sent up to his room where he appeared in the bathroom and asked if he could give her a massage or she could watch him shower. She recalled in an interview, how do I get out of the room as fast as possible that I alienated Harvey Weinstein? Miss Judd said she remembers thinking. In 2014, Weinstein invited Emily Nestor and worked just one day as a temporary employee to the same hotel and made an, another offer. She accepted his sexual advances. He would boost her career, according to accounts she provided to colleagues who sent them to Weinstein Company executives. The following year, once again at the Peninsula, a female assistant said Weinstein badged her in giving him a massage while he was naked, leaving her crying and very distraught, wrote a colleague. There's a toxic environment for women at this company, Miss O'Connor said in a letter addressed to several executives at the company run by Mr. Weinstein. So basically over decades, he was worse than Bill O'Reilly. He was worse than Donald Trump. And you guys go, well, it's Hollywood, Tony. It's Hollywood. All those women talk about it all the time. Da, 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 da. He's an uber liberal. The amount of money he's given, as we're about to see, shows once again the hypocrisy. The New York Times knows they're going to be hypocritical, so their second article, Will Liberals Give Weinstein the O'Reilly Treatment? The Telegraph was now more pointed, because British papers actually are honest, which blows me away. Now Harvey Weinstein's Hollywood liberal hypocrisy has been exposed. His story is just getting started. So what did Weinstein say? It's a right-wing conspiracy. He believes the allegation of inappropriate sexual behavior against him are part of the right-wing conspiracy to take him down. That's what he told the Daily Mail. Remember, Bowling and O'Reilly and et al. at Fox were lionized in our media. All the media relished in it. They all lost their jobs. They all had to go bye-bye over texts. This man sexually harassed and paid off people, promoted people, gave them better parts, all if they'd suck his dick. And yet, nobody cares. Grabian Media, after Harvey Weinstein Candle, late night hosts come up dry. Fallon, no joke. Colbert, no jokes. Jimmy, I work for Schumer. Kimmel, no jokes. Conan, no jokes. And that piece of shit, who I'll not name, who used to be on SNL, no jokes. John Favreau, Democrat, which Democrat has defended Weinstein. This is exactly what kind of bullshit narrative you create that makes people crazy. That's what he said to the New York Times. And another one, Lee Leahy will give the money back. Which led me to find out who did it. 
Anita Dunn helped him now create the bullshit story so he doesn't go down in flames. Chelsea Clinton tweeted this. Judd Legum, New York Times. Weinstein conduct as documented in New York Times is despicable. Also despicable are those that are using the story exclusively as a political narrative with no actual concern for the victim or issues. Core issues here is not Weinstein's political donations, but the powerful in Hollywood who knew about the conduct but stayed silent. It's an issue of powerful institutions protecting predatory men. If you care about this, you'll talk about that. Well, here's the problem, Jed Legum. I don't think that's his name, but I like to say Legum. Ashley Judd was sexually harassed. Ashley Judd was a major speaker at the Women's March, saying Trump was a sexist. Do you see how that's just all sorts of fucked up? If Trump's such a sexist because he talked about grabbing a vajayjay, Weinstein trying to grab your vajayjay, you fucking hypocrite. Then Paul Krugman... New York Times. The Weinstein Affair is giving us an objective lesson in right-wing projection. I keep seeing outraged demand from liberal condemnation. Will liberals condemn Weinstein the way they condemned Ailes and O'Reilly? That was from the New York Times, your very own paper, you dickhead. They asked, presuming that the answer is no. But actually, everywhere I look, the answer is a fact, yes. What we should ask is, did cons condemn Ailes and O'Reilly the way they condemn Weinstein? And the answer is mainly is no. Excusing evil behavior by people on your side is what they do. They're just projecting on libs. And they've outraged and advanced over the false assumption that liberals are just like them. Chris Kindler. Krugman's thread here is a perfect example of what tribalism look like in tweets. Here's the problem. You're not supposed to be a liberal, you say. You're an economist. But it's never that way. The Wiener affair. The media didn't report he was a Democrat when he went to fucking jail. It was such a flash in the pan. I had to go look it up. Menendez. Corruption. I'm seeing articles in the New York Times now saying, well, he might not go to jail. When it's a slam bang, no shit, he did it. And then while we're on it, Krugman. Joy, Joy Racist Reed. What Harvey Weinstein did is awful, full stop, but please spare me the outrage of GOPers who to this day support and curtsy to Donald Trump, which is once again the point. Donald Trump said he grabbed him a JJ. There's no proof he grabbed him for JJ. We hate him more, so that's evil, but Weinstein, who fucking sexually harassed half to Hollywood, who all supported Hillary, and he gave money to him. Oh, don't look over there. Look over at Trump. Somebody sent to her, Agent 9, LOL, Hollywood was run by pedos. Don't make me laugh and try to pretend it's a Republican thing. She replied, you voted for Trump. Your moral authority is officially zero. He responded, I voted for Bernie. Because unlike you, I wasn't dumb enough to laugh when Ann Coulter said Trump was the best chance of winning. Remember that? Then he went racist on her. That's probably not cool. Yashir Ali, who's really turned for the better. If you tweet about Bill Co- Bill O'Reilly or any Fox News star and Bill Cosby, but you're silent at Harvey because you work in film TV, you're a coward. Michael Moore, anti-abortion representative Tim Murphy, reportedly urged abortion, resigns from Congress. Ali tweeted back to him. Murphy was abusive to his staff, his girlfriend, and he is a hypocrite. Any comment on your longtime business partner and friend, Harvey Weinstein? 
who promoted his fucking hit pieces. SNL, who ignored it this weekend. But I got to give them credit. They didn't bash Trump all weekend so I can actually watch the fucking thing because it was partially funny at times. SNL creator Lauren Michael said, show gave Harvey Weinstein a pass because he's from New York. Stephen Miller, where is Donald Trump from again? Dixie deplorable. Hypocrisy at its finest. <laughs> they just don't think. Trump's from New York, you dipshit. And Coulter, Meryl Streep on Trump. When the powerful use their position to bully others, we all lose. Unless he's a lib and most powerful person in Hollywood. Cameron Gray, more to the point from 2012. And once again, I'm not bashing these people because I hate Trump. I'm bashing them because they knew this. Which shows their hypocrisy. Golden Globes in her speech, Meryl Streep. I just want to thank my agent and God. Hashtag... Hashtag Harvey Weinstein was her agent. Yeah. Yeah. Dylan Byers ignored it in the last hour. New York Times reported on the two women. CBS reports on a two ten-year-old girl. Palm Beach Post report women saying Trump groped her. He tweeted nothing. But Nate Silver over 538, he used to be objective. Hard to think of any difference between Weinstein and Trump other than one of them is a party's nominee for the President of the United States in all cap. Somebody responded back. Seems to me you'd be a little more upset about a big mogul masturbating into a plant while trying to interview him. But maybe not. Did Trump have to eight settlements for silence? And that's true. There's eight. Kanye tweeted, the former settled with the woman that claimed abuse, whereas the latter never did, and the accuser just disappeared after the election. Which brought me to the point... Remember the election? Four women came out. They were never paid off. They just went away. Which, what does it say? Rob Reiner, a huge Trump hater and a Hollywood elite. Audience member, because you know no reporter asked this. Just like nobody's going around asking these Democrats, which we're about to see, got money from him. Nobody's asking them what they said. Or what they have to say. Just like nobody asked, had to answer for Wiener. Nobody had to answer for Hodgkin who shot a fucking Democrat. This is actually a question for both of you. In the wake of what we learned about Harvey Weinstein, how can that still be happening in 2017 and what can your community do about it? Here's his response. When can my community do? Listen, this is happening in every workplace in America. I mean, you have Fox News. I mean, this is, you talk about sexual harassment. That goes on, and it's disgusting. It's disgusting, you know. And the thing to do about it is, how about this? Harvey Weinstein funded this movie, The Hunting Ground. How do you do that? I mean, you know, that's something that we all have to do. You know, we have to create these safe atmospheres where women can come forward and say what they need to say in order to get these things. But this kind of stuff is going on in every industry. It's not just Hollywood. He's one schmuck who did what he did. But you know, there's a lot of great people in Hollywood that don't do that kind of stuff. In the background, I heard jazz music as he was tapping. Jonathan Easley, the Democratic National Committee, will donate 30K in Weinstein cash to Emily's List, Emerge America, and Higher Heights DNC. BuzzFeed checked into it and found three Democrat senators, Leahy, Blumenthal, and Henrik, have agreed to pass along the donations to charity. Henrik, to Community Against Violence, and Blumenthal, to the Connecticut Alliance to End Sexual Assault. According to the Center for Responsive Politics, 
Weinstein bundled a term for helping officially fundraise donations from others. 1,422,200 or 683 for Clinton campaign and at least 500k for Obama. Asked about the story, Obama spokesman did not provide a comment. Nobody responded to HRC. And oh, on top of it, Obama's daughter worked for him. Others who have seen money from Weinstein. And I got this from Stephen Miller, who tweeted, I'm doing journalism. He tweeted, Hi Chuck, have you returned or do you have any plans to return serial sexual harasser and democratic bundler Harvey Weinstein's donations? It's on us. Every victim is to be listened to and believed. Get back to me, thanks. Because that's the exact verbiage he said about Trump. Others, Elizabeth Warren, Al Franken, Cory Booker, Kristen Gillibrand, Sheldon Whitehouse, as well as a spokesperson for the Democratic National Committee, all of whom have received campaign contributions from Harvey Weinstein. Jessica Valentine, a huge Democratic Women's March, go kill all the babies now, piece of shit. I didn't need an expose to tell me which lefty guys are trash. We all talk. But just not in public and not on the record. Jake Tapper, Hollywood producer, I know, shocked it's taken so long for Harvey Weinstein's behavior and exposed. One of the most open secrets in Hollywood. Chris Saliza went the other route. Does Trump's behavior excuse Weinstein's? And if Dems rightly condemn Trump, then they also should condemn Weinstein. What a shill to have actually said that. Other great quotes are pretty much on this line. Firm behind fearless girl paying five million settlement to underpaid female execs. I have said it forever on the show. I know I repeat myself, and I'm not saying Republicans are better. Because remember, for those who think I'm a Trumper and I walk around jerking off with my fucking mega hat, I'm not. But the left has lived on this identity politics and don't vote for them or women are going to be barefoot and pregnant. Biden said blacks will be in chains and all this crazy shit. But when you dig deep, Obama didn't pay women like he paid men. He just didn't. It's a fact. All these organizations who talk about women's rights are no different than anybody else when you're talking about the fearless girl statue. And now you got Harvey Weinstein, who everybody knew was worse than Trump. You got Bill Clinton. You got Anthony Weiner. Just to talk about the recents. And if you throw Menendez in there for outright fucking corruption, it just shows these people don't give a fuck. They talk it, but they don't walk it. I mean, if I was a liberal, I'd be less pissed at the Republicans. They don't get on a stage and say, we're going to take care of all the women. We're going to increase unemployment for blacks or increase... The number so less people are unemployed for blacks. 
We're going to go out and make sure all gays get everything. And you don't hear it. It's just like right now, a gay baker has refused to make a cake for a Christian. Nobody's reporting it. Nobody cares. Because once again, it's okay for them to do whatever they want. I mean, go back to Alec Baldwin. He's called people faggots. He's called women sluts, cunts, whores. He's on the team. He's good to go. More to follow on Weinstein in the next podcast, which will be Wednesday, the 11th of October, year of our Lord, 2017. And I'm going to dig deeper, and I'm going to go around to get all the media, because it's going to be great. But I want to close on some interesting things with CNN, and then we're done. Uh, after the Las Vegas massacre, most country artists have avoided talking about politics or gun debate. I saw a post on MSDNC. I saw a post on Fox. I think Tom Catman and Frank, not the same pork, his actual handle, which is pretty funny. After Las Vegas massacre, most country artists have given families time to grieve by not rushing to politicize the tragedy. Frank says, not the same pork, because I just want to say it again. It takes that. It, I'll take, because music has nothing to do with politics, for 100. And he's right. And Nancy Pelosi said the following phrase. And it sums up this whole podcast. They're going to say you give them bump stock, it's going to be a slippery slope. I certainly hope so. Nancy Pelosi. So, as we close this podcast, we're still talking, you know, when did I start this thing on Friday, I think? Oh, Thursday? I don't even know when I started it. It's a very long, disconjointed, fucked up podcast, and I apologize. We're talking about how they just want to take guns. Nancy Pelosi confirms it. We're winning on the anthem disrespect, and liberals are proving once again, as is the media, they're just a steaming pile of fucking hypocrisy. So this wraps up another episode of Fly Over Politic Podcast. Please feel free to share this with family and friends and send comments by email and F-O-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Foppodcast gmail.com. Get the show on SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, iTunes, Blueberry, and Stitcher. Remember to check out the Fly Over Politic webpage at F-O-P-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Foppodcast.com. It's a theme. To see links to feeds for the show, links to our Facebook, and to email us. There you'll also see a link to every episode on the episode release page and my blog on the blog page. As stated, next podcast will be the 11th. We'll cover up some Weinstein and some other stuff. Um, and as soon as physically possible, Big Sis will phone in. And we're going to do that abortion and our trip to the South. What she thought about beautiful Tennessee. I'll give you a hint. She liked it. And she lives in Colorado, which is a beautiful state. I'd like to close by saying I talk it and I walk it. It's so important to just give up all our stupid habits with computers, cell phones, and bullshit. This was the best birthday present I could have. My beautiful wife, 
and my beautiful sister from Thursday night until 9.30 this morning when I dropped her off at the airport due to traffic. Great family time, catching up, getting to know a lot more about each other, because over the years, you know, you don't talk, we talk once a week, but we don't know about each other's lives, finding out all the things that are so identical about us from what we eat, not what we drink, because she drinks Pepsi, that's just wrong, our animals, it was a beautiful weekend, and I want to thank my sister for coming down, it really meant a lot. Your humble host turned 50 today. I'm officially old, and I can no longer say four, which kind of sucks, until I'm 54. But it was a great, great weekend. And I'm glad I didn't podcast. I'm glad I did not turn on this mic. I want to thank all of you for catching up and listening during the break, because I tell you what, we had 750 listens in the last seven days. A lot of Germany. So, Germany, thank you. I'm going to do a shout-out to all of you in the next podcast on Wednesday and talk about the cities. really means a lot that other countries are listening to this humble podcast. I ask you all to have a great work week. Be safe. Take time out. Love your family at night. And I will talk to you on Wednesday. As always, thanks for listening.